Blog Talk Radio.
Ten mark, what? Typhoon, what? Biz, my niz. Come on, tell them what time it is, Bob. What time is it? Rock rhythms to the given rock rhythm. Yo, check it out. It's the D-O-B to the D-I-T. Add the O so you know the flow's on the go. Rock rhythm. Ten mark, spark rock shit. Yo, I rock hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sis on this, grab the biz, and get biz. One time, what time it is? Cool Bob Love put me on a plane to maintain to do a show in Denmark. No pronin, just cutties and duckets. Fuck it, I said I'm all good. Said peace to all my niggas from my neighborhood. Hop the plane. It was SAS, I can't fess. People were mad abrupt. But nevertheless, me and Bob, who Bob Love, we had mad jokes. Talking about our sexual experiences with Pavoke. Then we got off the plane, trying to maintain. 7 a.m., no shine, all rain. Hit the fucking hotel and made sure we were right. It was 7 a.m., me and Bob said, good night. Slept to like five, got up about six. Got the shower, the soap, washed my dick. Came to see my man, Typhoon Lagoon, up in the hangout. Me and my man just hang out. Man, records out his crate, you can't escape. I saw this record back in the day that screamed rape because the beat was like sex. Milk, no, it's butter. Don't know, I didn't stutter. Not from the gutter. Went to the soccer shop and put some shit for my kids on the layaway. And then we slipped back to the crib to get ready for the show. The D to the M to the C. Mad DJs and mad company. Everything was all love. You know what we did. Rip the shit out the frame. So tell all your kids. Watch the way we flow. Watch the way we go. And watch the way this chorus just wreck your whole show. No doubt. Now every time we out in Denmark, no doubt. Come on, kids, let your pen spark, no doubt. Every time we rip the show, can you feel me flow? Can you feel me flow? No doubt. Girls in the back scream, no doubt. Fellas raise your self-esteem, no doubt. The party about to get live. Feeling shit like it was 85, check it. Cool B, be with me to the MC, infinity. Me and him, man, company. Knew each other since he was in Wesleyan once again. Rhyming without no pad and pen. My brain sparked everything you see around me. In front, 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 and back and back of me. Two DJs, one MC, my five live crew caught in our fiction. Watch what we about to do. Five boroughs, the legacy, and more to come. Search like guessing. Got a record company, son, and you ain't doing nothing. Just sitting on your ass bucking. Swear to God, you hurting something. You ain't doing nothing to me. Nothing to my whole crew. What you gonna do when I spark the one, two, ooh, ooh? Zulu, chant, war cry. Till the day we die, we always stay fly. So let this chorus back in on the count of one, two, three. For me and my people to infinity. No doubt. Watch the crew rip the show, no doubt. Ladies, let your fucking hair go, no doubt. Show them tits in the place and motherfuckers in front of me with that man face, no doubt. I know you upset, I fixed your girl, no doubt. Understand searchlight is all world, no doubt. Every time we rip a fucking show, bitches in the front say ho, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That's for my man Typhoon, little freestyle, how I got out of Denmark. Man, Bob Love. One L. Yo, bitch, my name. Take, take it out. Take, take it out. Take, take it out. Yo, start the over. Rock, rock, a Range Rover. Trucks. Don't give a fuck. I get stuck. By Clara. I wipe off mascara. This is promo from Loop Troop Vestidos. Wax cabinet style. And then I fucked it in. 
dispense of a typhoon. Denmark style, guaranteed to make you smile. I gotta reach the border. Denmark style, guaranteed to make you smile. I gotta reach the borderline. It takes 45 minutes and 40 crowns to get down to Copenhagen. That's a fly ass town. This jam is dedicated to the city down south. I go there when Sweden stresses me out, cause the police, they don't show up that often in the DSB. They ain't got time to be buffing. The bear is mad cheap. Many times I got drunk. It's legal to smoke weed for those that like skunk. In Christiania, where this kid is selling records. I bought a lot of reggae from him, like this time, check it. Me and my crew just got off the boat. I got my sticky fingers on a thousand crowns of Swedish 20 notes. And bought a lot of LPs that day. Then went to the pool jam, couldn't hear what they say. Cause down here, y'all rapping your own language And I can't manage to understand Danny's Then I'm at creative And he's a native On a bilingual level, we still related I gotta send mad love to Typhoon Leaving biting wolf DJs Howling at the moon Doing mic checks for Sekou Cash Wreck on any surfaces Putting a name up for purposes Y'all overgrounds couldn't understand I'm honest when I'm saying Denmark's the promised land I'm moving down here just to chill and eat vegetables Now I gotta go back to the Rothschild Festival Denmark style, guaranteed to make you smile I gotta reach the borderline Just like that, the 9-7 now I'm out
Mayat Hotel, Grand Rising, Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. My name is Beverly, and this is the fifth series of White Supremacy and Black Faces. Dr. Robert X., how are you doing this evening? Papa don't take no mess. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Hotel sisters, Bev. Hotel family. Let me apologize to the family for that. I forgot that they had that freestyle at the end of that song. Uh, but man, my apologies, big time. <laughs> I normally listen to the songs before I send them, but I knew oh. what that was. I just forgot that they had the freestyle in there. Anyway, that's okay. That's good. No, it ain't good for me, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you go to freestyle, you should have a command of, of the language. If you don't mm. have a command of the language, you can't freestyle. Right. You can't put a curse word in every other word. Right, right, right. That just defeats the purpose, and it says where your mind is. So somebody needs to look up that group. And get that brother a dictionary for his birthday. Uh, pick a pick a reason, but give him a dictionary. Mm-hmm. It'll help. Okay. Right, hotel, right. uh, yeah, hotel family. I'm good, Bev. How about you? Good. I'm good too. Uh, let's see what what, what they talking about. We we kind of gave them a break for a week here, so uh, the- yeah. But before we go there, Beth, let me invite okay. the family here in Chicago out to uh, our forum this Sunday. Okay. Uh, oh, excuse me. It's going to be at 357 East 79th at King Solomon's Mine. That's 357 East 79th at King Solomon's Mine. That'll be from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Of course, there's a $10 donation, but it, it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the title of the forum is AI Thought It Was Me. AI? AI Thought, T-H-O-T, It Was Me. Okay. Or T O T H. Either way you want to spell it. Talk or thought. Okay. All right, because that's okay. the real. AI. That's the early version of AI thought. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, that'll be from two to five p.m. So now, go ahead, Bev. I know you're chomping at the bit with all the stuff that's going on. No, I really haven't been uh, watching uh, a lot of stuff, but, you know, I did by passing through some things. Uh, they talking about the cocaine that was found at the White House. I mean, what do you expect if you got a crackhead walking around? You're going to find some drugs. What what name did we give him, Bill? Bigham, Tyrone Bigham. Absolutely. What's Tyrone Bigham's reason for living? Uh, crack. That's uh, Hunter Biden's reason for living. 
Say that again. That's Hunter Biden's reason for living. Yeah. He's a dyed-in-the-wool, full-fledged crackhead. Yeah. And that has never changed because he's always been able to afford his habit. So yeah. he still has. So all he did was stash it. He thought he was stashing it, and uh, he got caught. Yeah. They know who did it. But so far, it's just like, okay, he get caught. Ain't nothing going, nothing too bad is going to happen to him like everything else. That is correct. But the, the point is, everybody know he did it. Mm-hmm. You're not expecting these people to lie to you at this point. There's something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with them. Right. They doing what they do. Yeah, lying is what they do. I mean, when he ain't, when is Joe Biden not lying? <laughs> That's not my opinion. That's even the mainstream media now is pointing out that he's an habitual liar because they have no other choice. Because everything damn near that comes out of his mouth is a lie. He'll say something one day and then he sent out the cleanup crew to correct him the next. And don't forget that lady. What did you, his press secretary? What do you call her? She, she, y'all, Chia Pet. Yeah, she be lying too. They don't have any other choice. Before her, it was Jen Psaki. Now, yeah. she was an accomplished liar. Yeah. She was a white woman. So she was able to get away with lying to a room full of white people much easier than the Chia Pet. Right. She a pet is at a disadvantage. Okay? Because she black and got to sit there and lie to all them white people, even though most of them on her side. Okay? So that's the difference between those two. She's not a very well, well accomplished liar like Jen right. Psaki. Right. But, uh, Make no mistake about it. She's a liar, too. And all impressed secretaries. Uh, the only one that I've seen there, family, that had any modicum of, of truth about her was that last little woman that Orange Man hired. She would have her notebook there and would go right, right back to the articles to say, you said this and you said that. Does that hold? She was the only one. In my recollection, I'm talking about going back to Nixon. Yeah, okay. she did have her book. All Absolutely. Her That's right. But the Chia Pet, if you notice, she said, well, I, I, uh, I, I can't, I'm going to direct you to this or I'm going to direct you to that. Uh, I don't have anything for you. Jen Psaki, when she was lying she just said, I, I'll double back. I'll double back uh, uh, next time. Double back next time. Right. But all these people, that's what politics is. It's a game of liars. It's like Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. So th- the person that tells the truth is the one that get in trouble. Look at the whistleblowers. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're attacking the whistleblowers who are out in the open about what they experienced and what they witnessed, whereas uh, under Trump, when they were trying to impeach him, they went down in the basement, wouldn't let nobody know who the whistleblowers were, had them to testify in secret, and then wouldn't allow Orange Man to call any witnesses. And they, they were going to try to jam him up on that. That was Adam Schiff. And to this day, they haven't released the transcript of the witness testimony to this day. It's unbelievable, the stuff that's going on, but they're going to pay for it one way or the other. All right, because there's no defense against what these people are doing. It's straight up gangsterism. Yeah. And even when they try to do the gangster move, Bev, they get caught. But they don't care. They just come with another gangster move. But eventually, somewhere along the line, they're going to piss off the wrong people. Mark my words. So they're trying to hurry up and get the corpse into a coffin and get him out the way. I hope he stay there. And uh, have you seen the uh, Indian guy that that uh, supposed to be going to be running uh, for for president on the Democratic side? No, I've seen the Indian that's running on the Republican side. Is he okay? Then maybe that's him. Is he, oh he on the Republican side? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sharp dude. What do you think? <laughs> he talk a good talk, but um, mm. yeah, he knows he has a snowball's chance in hell of winning. Hell, Trump is obliterating everybody—Democrats, Republicans, all of it, according to their polls. He beating the hell out of everybody. So it, again, it really doesn't matter, right? All these cases are blowing up in their face, Bear. All the cases they got against this dude. It's so bad that the prosecutor, the special, uh, special counsel, is talking about adding from 40-something to 60 other counts because all these are blowing up in his face. Hmm. And the only reason that's the case is because they don't have anything on this dude. You don't have to add 40 to 60-some other counts when you had the opportunity to have them up front. You could have had them as a part of the indictment. But you couldn't because they don't have anything. But, you know, they... They could still get people when they don't have because have anything because that's what they do. They lie and cheat, and, but they can't even get to him with them not even having. They usually set people up. There's one difference, Bill. Mm-hmm. This is not your average guy. <laughs> He's the former president of the country. 
and he's still the most popular white boy in this country with all the stuff that they done done to him. This ain't my opinion. Okay? Look, there was eight or more women, I don't know if you recall, they came out and said Joe Biden either touched or grabbed them inappropriately when he was running for president. Eight. I guarantee you, most everybody know about one. That's the one he put his hands down in the underwear. Right. Now, nobody has to be told that Joe Biden is a pedophile. We didn't need that from his daughter. She didn't have to tell anybody. All you have to do is look at how he reacts around children. No self-control. None whatsoever. And if he can get away with it, he'll grab a woman's booty or grab her breast and make it seem like he's trying to hug her and all this kind of And it don't matter who the woman is. He's looking for something to grab on to. You see? But now you can stick your head in the sand and say, oh, like uh, Michelle Obama said, they are, they're, they're the nicest family that she's ever met. <laughs> maybe maybe in her circle. Maybe they are in, in her circle of people. Well, considering her that her husband is, is a closet homosexual, you could mm-hmm. well be right, Mm-hmm. Again, this is not my opinion. All right? There are guys that are still alive that slept with him. Ain't my opinion. So, yeah, maybe Michelle Obama was accurate. But we do know this. Long before Barack Obama became the president, Joe Biden had a history of in-your-face racism. And tapes to prove it. Absolutely. We do know that Joe Biden was banging his babysitter, who is now his wife. All right? We do know that Joe Biden has close partnerships with the Ku Klux Klan. You know the Ku Klux Klan that black people claim to hate, right? Mm-hmm. These are not my opinion. All right. So look, Bear. Let me show you how. If you listen to these uh, media blacks, that's because that's what I'm gonna call them all now. You can pick any of them you want. For the last two years, these people have been sanctioning. Segregation, particularly in the colleges and universities, uh, all you hear is no whites allowed in this, no whites allowed in that. This is black folks only, right? Am I am I missing something in that? <laughs> did, did you hear me? Am I right about that? Yeah, you're right. So people have been saying what they're really advocating is separate but equal. I mean, I've been hearing this for the last two-plus years, and it's based upon how racist America is. 
Now, I hear this all over the place. So why black people get bent out of shape? Because since you want to be separate but equal, affirmative action is struck down in terms of admissions at Harvard University out of all the places. Out of all the places, Bill, Harvard. Hmm. Any black person with any kind of sense and recognition should be running in the opposite direction that Harvard is in. And I think the brother uh, uh, who we had on as a guest who talked 150 miles an hour but is quite smart, I think he would agree with me, and he came out of Harvard Divinity School, one of Barack Obama's classmates, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, I can't think of his name either. Uh, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, but I'm sure he would agree with me. <laughs> There's nothing redeeming socially coming up out of Harvard. Nothing. And if you look at the black people that that are produced at Harvard, there's nothing black about them. Uh, thank you, thank you, family. Randy Short, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Short would agree with me. Okay, but you can start with that black woman from MSNBC. If that woman ain't insane, you could tell she's crazy because it seems like every time I see her. She got hair down to her butt one day, and it's purple. And then the next day, she got real short hair, and it's blonde. Which woman right? is that? Who is that? Uh, I, you know, this is the one I really can't stand. Uh, because these people sit on TV and make these proclamations, but you will never see them in in, in public. Uh, debating anybody outside of their control venues. Okay, never. They only go to things where they know they're going. Huh? Joy Reid. That's the one. That's who I'm talking about. Everything that comes out of her mouth, damn near, is a lie. She reminds me of a Thin, not quite as old version of Whoopi Goldberg. Everything that come out of Whoopi Goldberg's mouth is a lie. Everything. If she tell you her name is Whoopi Goldberg, don't accept it. So why are these black people hollering and screaming about the end of affirmative action? When the black people today appear to me to be asking, I think I saw this all over the damn place, for separate but equal. See, there's some contradictions in this stuff somewhere, Bev. I wish I knew where it was. But you got what you asked for, and now that you got it, you don't want it? Separate but equal. It, it reminds me of about four years ago, well, maybe three years ago, maybe four. 
I heard a bunch of black people running around, but particularly politicians, talking about old white men and how much they hated old white men. Did you hear that, Bam? Yeah. And then they that went and was... got one of the oldest, incompetent-ass <laughs> black men, uh, white men in the history of the country. I'm talking Joe Biden. Go ahead, Bill. No, uh, what they say, they talk with forked tongue. Somebody talking with some forked tongue, Bill. Because, <laughs> see, some of us have fairly decent memories, and we remember this stuff. It's like they was running around out here talking about defunding the police. Now, watch now, Bill. A few weeks ago, we sit up here on Truth to Power, and we said, wow, it looks like there's a bunch of mass shooters here that appear to be trans here lately. Now we got trannies riding around on motorbikes, motor scooters, bicycles, shooting folks. Okay. We got mass, look, look there, family. Notice that many of these so-called mass shooters now are all black. Where that come from? <laughs> For two decades, they were all white. Now, all of a sudden that you get an old white man in office, now you're getting all these mass shootings being done by black people. And if you ain't figured out that it's systematic, you ain't paying attention. Because these things don't just happen by accident. Every major city damn near in the past a week or two then had some crazy mass shooter. But the thing that really should make you scratch your head is the mass shooting trannies. <laughs> Okay? <clears throat> and of course, when they're mass shooting trannies, the media hurry up and gets it out of the media. No impropriety by a tranny can be talked about in the media for any length of time. Because now you're stepping on the toes of the people at the very top who called the shot, because that's what they practice. Okay? It's very, very weird. Very weird. And i tell you something else. These are some of the ugliest, physical, physically ugliest, people I've ever seen. These are very ugly people on the outside. Their behavior dictates that they're ugly on the inside. But it's obvious. Now, how about that for white supremacy and blackface, family? 
You think these people have been programmed? I do. Mind-blowing stuff going on here. Okay? But look, it's just so much, Bear. So Mm -hmm. much stuff has happened in the I can't remember it all, Bear. I cannot remember it all. And I try. I said, wow, I got to make a note of this and a mental note and uh, put it in the back of my mind so we can bring that up. Then we missed a, a week. And, man, it's like all that that happened in between, between that time is gone. Right. But it's just been so much upside-down stuff. You literally have to question your sanity in terms of what's going on. In the meantime, they're trying their best to pass these unconstitutional laws, and they're getting slapped in their face at every turn. But, again, it doesn't matter to them. All right? See, impeaching Biden really doesn't matter. Everybody knows that the House and the Senate is corrupt. It's part of D.C. What else is it going to be? So they don't have to impeach him, literally. What needs to happen is all these witnesses from the IRS and the FBI and et cetera, et cetera. They need to testify, and all of the information in terms of the bank records need to be put on the table, put into the public record, and make these politicians vote not to impeach him based on documented facts of the improprieties that the entire Biden family has been engaged in, not just Tyrone Bigham. And there, mm-hmm. did you know? Did you know that Tyrone Biggins was a member of a uh, a private sex club in L.A.? Um, that's not surprising. No, but did you know it? No, I didn't. Now I recall somebody asking about uh, what's the name of this. Uh, this tattoo that he had on his back. Oh, yeah. Finger Lakes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they asked if that meant that he was a part of some secret society. And I said, I, I can't say that. I don't know that for sure. I haven't seen anything about that being a secret society. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, we do know now that he was a member of a private sex club (laughs) in L.A. And guess what, Bill, family? What's that? He wasn't in that club by himself. (laughs) And some of the names of the people in this private sex club will blow your mind. Like Jeffrey Epstein stuff all over again. Well, who in the hell was Jeffrey Epstein providing all these little girls to? Mm-hmm. 
We still waiting on that. Okay. So you mean to tell me the vice president's son, because <laughs> he didn't get in there until the thing was formed, and it wasn't formed until his daddy was the vice president. Mm. Which means that he had what kind of protection around him at all times, there? Secret service. Absolutely. So you mean to tell me that the Secret Service didn't know that dude was a part of an organization that patterned itself after eyes wide shut and catered to the very elite in Hollywood? I mean, this is this is mind blowing stuff, man. <laughs> so they can try to get out from under the laptop with all the little children on there and, and that kind of thing. And they can try to get out from under a host of other things. But it's like the more they try to get out of it, the deeper in it they get. Like quicksand. Exactly. Somebody say his um, tattoo is the five fingers. Late in in New York, remember we had talked about that too. Yes, yes, he said that he had named it. Uh, that tattoo was in honor of his mother. Mm-mm. And we said, no way, this dude don't honor nobody that he uh, or nothing that he can't crumble up and put into put in the end of a pipe. That's who he respects. He don't respect nobody else because he's never had to. All the stuff that these people tell us that they hate it, I'm talking about the <laughs> Democrats that was running around here hollering and screaming about white supremacy. Somebody say in the, in the chat room that Tyrone Bigham got kicked out of the sex club because he, he didn't have no self-control. That is correct. Here's an article, Bear, from the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden was a member of an elite sex club, but was kicked out. Wait, wait let, me, let me go to this one first. Let me go to this one first, and then we'll come back to that one. Okay. Because I'm going to say it again, this is mind-blowing stuff. And the media acts like, because that's their job, like none of this is happening. Okay, here we go. This is from the Free Beacon, the freebeacon.com. Hunter Biden was a member of a $75,000 per year Hollywood sex club owner claims. Check this out. They say the Los Angeles Times described Lawners, that's the, the uh, originator of the club. They described his sex club as in CTM, like Sanctum, as having been an exclusive club for the super rich with annual membership fees going as high as $75,000. Notables spotted at the club 
includes Bill Maher. <laughs> I, I'm laughing there because I can't tell you how many times I hear these right wing idiots, you know, some of the people that love Trump, right? They so happy when Bill Maher throws stones at the Democrats about stuff that's so obvious because he's a member of the fake talking head club that they call talk show hosts that come on at night and don't tell you a damn thing about nothing, okay? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, she's expected to be there, right? Ain't she the one that rolls up in the coffin uh, out of her car when she uh, was doing like a hundred and some miles an hour on the street? Oh, I don't, I'm not sure about, I didn't hear about that. Yes, you did, babe. We talked about it for extensively. Oh, we talked about it. What was that? A few months ago. Hmm. She was in her car. Oh. She went into a. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When she, okay. Yeah, we saw, we, you showed the video of it. Okay. I'm not sure if it was her or, or. Ann Hetch, is is that the other one? Because I get them mixed up, man. Yeah. See, I they all look alike to me. The only thing that's different between any of them is what color their hair is. But all of them got the little butch short haircut, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They all look alike. That that dyke that's on a MSNBC. She look. All she had to do is dye her hair blonde, and she looked just like all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So, so I get them mixed up, and I do know if if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were having sex with each other at some point, mm-hmm. the Ann girl and uh, Paltrow. But anyway, uh, and also the Aerosmith lead singer Steven Tyler. Okay, they say the sex parties hosted by the club took place in a 6,500-square-foot complex in the same neighborhood as the Playboy Mansion. All right, well, that would be in order because that's what they used to do in the Playboy Mansion. All right, so I just find it interesting that the first name that they name here is this super moralist uh, hook-nose, Bill Maher. Right? Mm-hmm. The talk show icon. Yet he in the sex club. <laughs> now, let me go back to the Daily Mail article. They say Hunter Biden was a member of an elite Los Angeles sex club but was kicked out for being a scumbag, the club's founder has reportedly claimed. Damon Lawner, who opened the exclusive symptom but sold it in 2019 was banned from the venue after he publicly identified the president's son as a former member for sanctum told the la times it has a policy of never identifying its members and that any infringement of the rules results in a lifetime ban so all right so uh even they know that Tyrone Biggums is a sleazeball. 
Now, you in right? You in please heaven. I mean, everywhere you look to your left, right, and whatever, you find sleazeballs in sex clubs. So how's a, a sleazeball heaven throwing cold water on Tyrone Bigham? That means he must be super sleazy. Of course he is. Right? And all of this stuff is a matter of public record. That ain't my opinion. Okay, Bev, I guarantee you, you can't think of anybody that has a sexual resume publicly like Tyrone Biggums. Well, um, would they say the apple don't fall too far from the tree? Look at his environment. Look what he grew up in. No question about it. But we ain't giving him no passes. No, we're not just, passes. Yeah, because he just tried to hide his stash at the White House. That's why they call it the White House. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. But that ain't the half of it, because see, there's a bigger thing going on here. I'm looking at Putin, and he's kicking some Jews or Jewish organizations out of Russia. I said, wow. Whoa. First it was the Rothschilds. Told them to get their ass out of Russia and don't come back. Take your friends with you. Now it's other agencies. And we know that the Russian nomenclature, uh, many of the oligarchs, are Jewish themselves. All right. But remember, family, this whole series is dealing with the real system of white supremacy that exists all around us. But the people are scared to call it out. Because like this next dude that we're going to deal with that ties directly into this whole anti-defamation league of Benebris spying thing. But it's today. And just like that situation back then in the 90s, there are other people all around this thing in its orbit, and they're getting caught up. Keep your eye on this one, family, because this one got gravity, too. There's this white boy who is a whistleblower, but he's an Israeli whistleblower. Hmm. Big difference. Big difference. And he's been on the run because he said he got all of the documentations that's necessary to basically have Joe Biden put in prison.
and they tried to have him arrested once before. He was given a bond and was able to get away. Not in this country. He's in another country. But he comes out and he points out that he has all of the information needed to put Biden's ass in jail. And on top of that, he was a trusted FBI informant for over a decade. And he just came out a couple of days ago. He resurfaced. They said he disappeared because he feared for his life. Remember we talked about this, Bear? Mm-hmm. But they didn't name who he was at that time. And we said, well, fear for his life? Well, who is it that he's fearful of? <laughs> and that would be the Biden. Now, I said some time ago, Bear, I believe Joe Biden has been a part of the intelligence community. Let's just call him an asset. Going back to the 70s. And I believe that his wife was hit by that dump truck. Remember we talked about the dump truck? Right. They always bring that out. That's right. Because he wanted her out of the way. Mm -hmm. He wanted the babysitter. Uh, they call her Dr. Jill. What a airhead. You talk about a stupid, ugly, hag-looking white woman? Jill you know, Biden. She kind of put me in the mind of King Charles' wife. Yes, Horseface Harry. Yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles. That white woman got the longest face on any woman I ever seen in my life. She should have two necks holding up that big old face. All right? And you're right, Bev. She does have that resemblance because it's like they they had never seen a comb or a brush. <laughs> Seems like they just got out the bed. Yeah. It's just, they just weird, and it don't matter what they put on, you know, clothing-wise, it doesn't help them. Makeup won't stay on their face. It just slides off. So you'll never see these people with makeup on because they make them look like men. They look like trannies. It's going to look like real women. And I know I'm being hard on them, but they deserve every bit of it. Look, family, this dude comes out, and he does a video presentation. He lays it all out. And the, uh, one of the committees uh, in the House says, we need to get this guy in here and testify before he ends up dead. Now, that should worry everybody in this country because that's the same thing that some of the FBI whistleblowers were saying. They said they fear for their lives. It's the FBI saying they fear for their lives. Okay? And the Democrats have come up with a convenient smokescreen 
by trying to label anybody to come out with factual documentation on these bastards as Republican whistleblowers. You can put the Republican part in quotes as if somehow what these people are saying is discredited because they are speaking up. I'm talking about across the board, FBI, IRS, Justice Department, you name it. But because they choose to tell the truth, they have no credibility. And the media thing, just like with this movie about child trafficking, oh, the one all on the Netflix. media come out with the same story. The one on Netflix you're talking about. Now, I don't know uh, what that is, Bear. I thought it was at the movies because they needed oh, to make some money to follow up on this thing. It could be. Yeah, it is one at the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought they had something on Netflix, too. No, but this the one at the movies is number one at the box office, and okay. they're angry because didn't nobody go see a 150-year-old damn Harrison Ford? And, and, the, and, and yeah. his lesbian co-star. Go ahead, Bill. No, I was just saying the name of the movie is Sound of Freedom. Yes. From the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it has a uh, a Christian orientation. So right off the bat, that's clashing with the Satanist in the media. Okay? So they're trying to trash the movie because... It knocked the hell out of uh, the Hollywood movies that came out. Nobody want to see them. Everybody see through the facade now. See, Ben and Jerry's can't sell no more ice cream because they get got talking out of both sides of their mouth. We're heading for some interesting times, family. But let me go back to to this dude. His name is Gal Luck. Okay? Gal, Dr. Gal Luck. All right? And they scared of this dude. They don't know how to stop him, so they had him arrested on some trumped-up charges. And we're talking literally, when we say trumped-up, everything that this Justice Department is doing is right out the Trump playbook. So it's literally (laughs) trumped-up. They have (laughs) nothing on these people. They just arrest them and get them out the way. Until after the election. Um, When we talked about lawfare three years ago or more, uh, we were talking about it being used as a mechanism (coughs) to spy on Trump and use the law to discredit anybody that came to his defense. And you saw people being arrested and put in handcuffs for literally nothing. 
as if they were common criminals. You saw the FBI doing raids on people's homes in the middle of the night for nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Okay? All this is part and parcel of the real system of white supremacy in blackface. Because the people in the media, I ain't talking about everybody, but look at the black ones. And it's like somebody slapped their mama when you point out this real system of white supremacy. Because they come at you, boy, and they'll beat up, and this is their role, to beat up specifically black people. All right? So look, family, they arrested this dude. Because they don't want him coming before the house testifying. But that ain't going to stop the ass whooping. <laughs> I said years ago, man, that America needs an enema. Mm, yeah. And that's for both parties. It needs an enema. They want them two-day enemas because mm. one day ain't going to get all the stuff out of it. It need at least two days, maybe a week. Got that old stuff from years ago. Absolutely. Okay. And they probably need, what's that chocolate, where people used to think it was chocolate candy until you ate it, X-Lax. Oh, yeah. It needs to take some X-Lax and then have an enema. They need a colonic. Absolutely. <laughs> this is just <laughs> filthy, and it's in your face. So there's no way in hell people can't see this in terms of what's going on with all of this stuff. It's like have y'all noticed that it seems like the bigger majority of the so-called mass shootings now is being done by black people? How does that happen? And the other thing, Bear, is they say that many of the mass shootings are being done at random. Mm-hmm. A knucklehead in New York riding around on a damn scooter just shooting people. <laughs> it's a miracle he only killed one person. But the same thing applies to the mass shooting in Philadelphia. The same thing applies to the mass shooting in Baltimore. The same thing applies to the mass shooting in Wisconsin. All these black people. And it ain't no two or three people. They're shooting 20, 30 people shot at one time. Now, I got a remedy for it, Bear. Family. 
What's that? For all the mass shooters. Let's get the guillotines and put them to work. Have it in public square. Absolutely. For those who want to see it. Because see, if you that callous about killing people publicly, why that? Why should your death be private? Let's see if we can't send you out of here publicly. That sounds like a solution. I think we're at that point, Bear, because we're not talking about uh, reactions to things that have happened to people we're talking about people that just want to go and shoot and kill people for the hell of it. People having a block party, right? And you go and shoot up the whole damn block party and everybody that's in the way of a bullet. If you got beef with somebody at that block party, you should have brains enough to plan and wait until you get them people where it's advantageous for you to take them out if it's gang beef or whatever. You don't go and shoot up little children and all this kind of stuff because they had a party that somebody that you don't like is there. So you and your little boys, y'all go and shoot up everybody. No. I say let's have Public beheadings. All right? And let's play Robin Harris while you're having the heads taken off. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> That's how they go. You taking other people's lives, you forfeit yours. Particularly when you on caught on video doing this crazy stuff. Now, if you are that mentally disturbed, that's even more reason to get your ass off the planet because that means you you subject to do it again. Got to go, got to go. Cha-ching! Like Robin Harris said, I pull the lever. Get your ass off the planet. And we can work our way up the food chain, family. Let's go after the people that's doing the programming, who are responsible for programming some of these people. Off with your damn head. Got to go, got to go. Off with your head. And before long there, I guarantee you, uh, the mass shootings would damn near stop overnight. And one of the biggest reasons is you will be creating havoc in the necktie industry. Mm-hmm. 
It's going to be hard to wear a necktie and you ain't got no head to go with it. Let's go here, family, because I want you to hear something after I do this. Not weaponized. Biden DOJ indicts whistleblower prepared to testify against the Biden family. This is from Zero Heads today. Say that again. Not weaponized. Question mark. Biden DOJ indicts whistleblower prepared to testify against the Biden family, not just him, not just Tyrone Biggums, the whole damn family. It's like Mom Barker and her boys. You know, James uh, Cadney and Humphrey Bogart, angels with dirty faces. (laughs) (laughs) They're my family. (sighs) Sopranos. Because that's too tame. Okay, so Sopranos weren't in government. They just influenced government. This is the government killing people. And everybody know it. Everybody knows the Clintons and when they was running the Democratic Party, and they still have a big piece of it to this day, they was killing people left and right. And the people in this country act like none of that was going on. And they've been killing people for decades. I mean decades. Forget all the other scandalous stuff that these people have been involved in. And now here we got the bad. They almost remind you of the Adams family. <laughs> they was very dysfunctional. Bev, is the Adams family is is a uh, is that the family that they got the box on the table and the damn hand come out of it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what they remind you of. <laughs> I'm looking for that box on the table. Okay, that's the only thing that's missing so far. But these people are ruthless. They are monsters, and they don't give a damn about nothing. They're killing all them people in Ukraine. Totally unnecessary, Bear. I know these white people. Okay? But I ain't playing the, if they white, they deserve to die. I'm not playing that game. If other people want to play that game, that's fine. Y'all go and play it. To me, there's still some right and wrong in this world. And to just sacrifice hundreds of thousands of people because you don't give a damn about them no way to fulfill your political agenda is monstrous. Because I told you, family, 
Wait till they get to Africa. Let's go to this article, Bear. First three words in the article from Zero Head. An Israeli whistleblower. Extremely important. If they start a sentence out like that, it's because he has juice. An Israeli whistleblower was indicted by the Biden administration days after detailing extraordinary allegations against the Biden family. Dr. Gall Luck the, quote, missing witness, unquote, from the Biden corruption investigation, told the New York Post last week that he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee that the Biden family received payments from individuals linked to Chinese military intelligence and that they had an FBI mole who shared classified information with the Biden benefactors from the China-controlled energy company, CEFC. See, why is that important? That's important because now you already know that Joe Biden ain't finna bust a grape against China. In case you didn't know that, you know it now. Because the other players involved in this stuff are the Chinese, just like uh, the situation in Ukraine. Same deal. With all this criminal behavior going on, they got to basically make sure that they keep the little tranny uh uh, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, the little tranny, they got, got to make sure that they keep him somewhat happy. Because he's making sure that all their criminal behavior don't come to the surface. Damn the people. Damn the so-called Ukrainians. They're expendable. So if we got to kill... A half a million of them, so be it. So be it. We got this Christian country that want to defy our rules, and they're becoming very successful at doing it. I'm talking about Russia. If Russia don't go into Syria, Syria ain't bad today. All right, Russia, who knew that ISIS was created by the CIA under Obama, they said, no, this is where we draw the line. So they drew the line at Syria, and as a result, Assad is still there today. ISIS is gone, soon to be resurrected somewhere else. That's why the United States is pissed off at them, at him, at the Russians. All right? Because 
he's made it quite clear that he ain't buying into the LGBT satanic thing. And these people flying that damn rainbow flag all over the world at the embassies. To them, that's their new flag. All right? They just ain't got the balls at this point to remove the red, white, and blue. But they would love to remove it. Now, let, let me go on with this article. Because then we, I, I want to play something for you, family. You'll find it quite interesting. They say, uh, the missing witness from the Biden corruption investigation told the New York Post last week that he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee that the Biden family received payments from individuals linked to Chinese military intelligence and that they had an FBI mole who shared classified information with the Biden benefactors from the China-controlled energy company, CEFC. Quote, I told the DOJ that Hunter was associated with a very senior retired FBI official who had a distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye, Luff said. That FBI official is widely to widely believed to be, are you ready for this? Former FBI Director Louis Free. Okay. Now, Louis Free, former FBI director, is also a member of Opus Die. You can Google that on your own. Family. He's a member of Opus Die. And if I'm not mistaken, he's also a member of the Sovereign Military Order of Malta. Okay? So they naming who this one-eyed character is. is Louis Free, who gave $100,000 to a trust for two of then-Vice President Joe Biden's grandchildren in 2016 shortly before telling Hunter, quote, I would be delighted to do to do future work with you, unquote. This is Louis Free talking to Tyrone Biggums after he done set up $100,000 trust for Biden's grandchildren. Okay? Now, Biden's DOJ has charged Luff failing to register under the Foreign Agents Act, as well as Iranian sanctions violations. He's alleged to have conspired with others to act in China's interest, including recruiting and paying a former high-ranking U.S. government official to support policies beneficial to China. Did you hear me? Now y'all understand why every week somebody from the Biden administration is going to China, giving them a weekly update. All right? Uh, don't go for the hype. Ma'am, this country is not going to war with China. China is not a Christian slash religious country. 
Okay. They say Luff was also charged with conspiracy to illegally sell weapons to Chinese individuals and companies, as well as aerial bombs and rockets to the United Arab Emirates, Chinese weapons to Kenya, and Iranian oil to other countries in violations of sanctions. Now, keep in mind, this dude is an Israeli, first three words in the story. He was initially arrested on February 17th in Cyprus, but fled after being released on bail. He faced up to a hundred years in he faces up to a hundred years in prison if convicted. And here's what he said on February the nineteenth. I've been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the US. The US claiming I'm an arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. The DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden. Shall I name names? Quote, as alleged, the defendant engaged in multiple schemes to, in, to evade sanctions and laws intended to protect our national security, said FBI Acting Assistant Director in Charge, Christy M. Curtis. They say, and this is according to the Epoch Times. Mr. Luff had been an advisor to CF, CEFC China Energy and told FBI prosecutors in Brussels in 2019 that CEFC had given Mr. Hunter Biden and his uncle James Biden monthly payments of $100,000 and $65,000 in exchange for using their names to promote Chinese business interests. Okay. They go on to say, House Republicans have been probing the financial dealings of the Biden family amid allegations cited by House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer that Mr. Hunter Biden received at least $15 million from foreign nationals. The House Ways and Means Committee Chairman, Jason Smith, says Biden, or Hunter Biden, is alleged to have received more than $17 million from sources in Ukraine, Romania, and China. Earlier this year, an Internal Revenue Service, or IRS whistleblower, came forth with allegations of government abuse from the Justice Department and IRS showing preferential treatment for the U.S. President's son. U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss, and Attorney General Merrick Garland have denied these claims. But guess what? They got witnesses that Weiss was complaining that he was being stopped from filing the charges and other uh, cities or states that would have been conducive to uh, 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 Tyrone Biggins being convicted. And he was told uh, that he was not going to be allowed to do that in front of witnesses by Merrick Garland. Okay? They got, they got the witnesses. They just need to testify and the name of the game is guts. 
okay? And that's what Old Testament has in pushing their agenda, that the opposition outside of Orange Man and a handful of others don't. See, that's what separates Orange Man from the rest of these people. He got guts. Because he'll call them out for what they are. All right? And I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't see any fear coming from that dude. I'm talking about Orange Man. But you can literally see the fear rising in some of these other folks because they're looking for careers or cash. All right? Now, you talk about the system of white supremacy. I've heard so many so-called black media types and so-called black politicians side with the FBI. Okay? It, It just blows your mind. They're on the side of the FBI. <laughs> it's really unbelievable. I know I keep using that word, and I use it maybe a little bit too much, but it's appropriate. Because this stuff is truly unbelievable. And again, it would be different they had the evidence Right? On Orange Man, put the evidence on the table. Stop trying to use trickery and manipulation and just lying on people. Put the evidence against the Adams family on the table and make sure you put a lock on that box that that hand come out of on that table. Don't let that hand out that box. Okay? And we might have a shot to us regular people. Okay? Get all of these clowns out of the media. That's social media and so-called mainstream media. And the people in this country and around the world may have a shot. All right? I heard so many black people in the 70s and the 80s bitching and moaning about affirmative action only benefiting white women and other so-called people of color. Did you ever hear that, Dad? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I, I heard you loud and clear. I just want to make sure that other people hear us. You see, because we appear to be talking out of both sides of our neck. Now they're complaining. You want to tear down some statues of some old white men? And you got some walking statues, old white men, dictating everything that you do today? What the hell is Bill Gates? Is that an old white man? 
And on top of that, he reading from the Jeffrey Epstein playbook. How about Klaus Schwab? Is that an old white man? How about John Kerry? Is that an old white man? When your eyes can see what other people's mouths uh, are telling you not to see, that's when you know these people are not to be listened to. That go for me and anybody else. Now watch this, family. I got a treat for you. Because just before they locked this guy up, they went and arrested him today. Just a couple of days ago, I said, wow, they're going to love this. And I forgot to send it to you. So I sent it to you today. And yeah. there's none other mm-hmm. than Gal Luff. Go ahead, Bear. Is that what you just sent me? Yes. What you talk- okay. I'll put yeah. it in the chat room. Excellent. So you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. This is not my opinion. And understand, this dude has been working for the intelligence community in this country for over 10 years. The FBI said he's a highly respected source, and we're scared that if we let the people see who it is, he'll be ki- killed by who? <laughs> There's only one group of people that don't want him to talk, and that's the Democratic Party and Joe Biden. Who else is there in this mix? No one. Well, why would the FBI tell you that? Because they're the ones that do the killing with the death squad. Here we go, family. Missing Biden uh, corruption case witness, Dr. Gal Luck, details allegations against pr- the president's family. Let's let's hear from from him in his own words. Uh-oh. Make sure we get this. All on tape. Because dude might decide to commit suicide in prison. Because mm-hmm. remember that, and people say, well, he's Old Testament. Yeah, so was Jeffrey Epstein. And look what happened to him. See, they'll make a deal with the Israeli government. Well, you let us take this dude out, even though he comes from Israeli intelligence, and uh, we'll allow you to drop some bombs on some Palestinians in Syria or some Iranians in Syria, uh, and uh, we'll look the other way. So now, let's hear from the missing Dr. Gal Luck. 
Today, my name is Dr. For the past 20 years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel, and for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC, at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. My ordeal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the U.S. government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019 in a two-day uh, session at the U.S. Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people, two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh, and four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore field office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now you want to ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enriched the Biden family. Over an intensive two-day two meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's business partner. Uh, yet, as we now know today from the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ that Hunter was closely associated with a very senior retire, retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristics. He had one eye. One of the FBI agents at the time 
even told me, you know, that would be very easy for us to find. There aren't that many one-eyed people in the Bureau. The information I provided the FBI in March of 2019 was fully corroborated nine months later when the famous laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, which contained all the emails and receipts, was handed to the FBI. And guess who seized the laptop from the computer repair shop? It was Special Agent Joshua Wilson, who was with me in Brussels earlier. In other words, the FBI knew about, uh, from me, about the Biden CFC deals before they got hold of the laptop, way before. They had enough time to investigate the issue, but they didn't. After Brussels, I never heard back from the DOJ, but instead of showing appreciation for my whistleblowing, I became public enemy number one. Over the past four years that followed, me, my family, my friends, my associates, we were all harassed, intimidated, and finally, I was prosecuted. Despite all that, on the eve of the 2020 elections, I sent my lawyer to Washington to meet with then acting Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Richard Donahue, to ensure he was informed about the information I had given his department in Brussels 19 months earlier. And also to warn him that there may still be a mole within the DOJ. Mr. Donahue confirmed to my lawyer that he was aware of my claims, but now we learn from the IRS whistleblower that it was Rich Donahue himself who suspended the investigation a few weeks earlier on September 4th, 2020, on the grounds that it was, quote, too close to the elections. Finally, in February this year, I was arrested in Cyprus on an extradition request from the Southern District of New York, the very same office that met with me uh, in Brussels. The seven-count indictment said I violated the Export, uh, Arms Export Control Act, and if I convicted, I would face up to 100 years in prison. While I was detained in Cyprus, I was portrayed in the international media as an arms dealer, even though I never traded a bullet in my entire life. In fact, nowhere in my indictment, the DOJ claimed or presents the evidence that I bought, sold, shipped, or financed any weapons. I was also charged with acting as an unregistered agent of CFC, which is a far-out violation. The DOJ says that I caused the payment of $6,000 a month to former CIA director James Woolsey um, in order to put his name on an article I had ghostwritten for the China Daily newspaper. Nor in the indictment, the DOJ mentioned the well-known fact that Mr. Woolsey had been uh, an advisor to my think tank since 2002 and that there was nothing in the article that represented Chinese interest, to the contrary. That dude just sat there and said the former head of the CIA is an advisor to his think tank. The notion that I, Gal Luft, spoon-fed a CIA director with policy proposals on China, treating him like a useful idiot, 
is not only an insult to the intelligence community, it is an insult to the intelligence of every American. The US government claimed that I acted on behalf of CFC, and therefore I'm a foreign agent, but let me tell you a little secret. The same CFC that the US government claims was associated with the Chinese intelligence and, quote, an international criminal organization, was a 501c3 charitable organization registered in the state of Virginia and approved by the IRS. The same organization was also a major donor to the Clinton Foundation and Columbia University. Needless to say that none of their executives were charged for any wrongdoing. If CFC was indeed a foreign entity tied so closely to the PRC, why was it allowed to operate freely as a public charity? Why did the government expose taxpayers to the risk of funding an entity it knew at the time was so compromised? Why did they, did they not warn anybody? Isn't the role of government to protect its people? I'm also being charged for making a false statement in Brussels. But why was I in Brussels to begin with? Was I there to eat Belgian waffles? The DOJ charged me for making a statement in a voluntary meeting that would have never come to bear if not for my good citizenship. So let me propose an idea. Why would the DOJ make my indictment public? Make my day, put it on your website so that every American can see the nature of the allegations against me the quality of the evidence, and the length the government is willing to go to weaponize the justice system to punish whistleblowers like me. I have another idea. Why won't the FBI submit to Congress the minutes from the Brussels meeting? Let everybody see what happened in Brussels. Why not? Are you trying to protect anything? Are you trying to protect anybody? I also hope that the DOJ can explain why they targeted me in Cyprus and not in my home country of Israel, where I reside most of the time. Uh-oh. After all, the U.S. shares a bilateral extradition treaty with Israel. So if any of my crimes are real and serious, and this is not just political prosecution, why did the U.S. need to sneak up on me during a short visit to Cyprus? Do they not trust? the Israeli judicial system? No, they want you out of the way until after the election, and then they'll drop the charges. They do it all the time. To judge this issue on its merits? What's going on here? Also, why did the DOJ wait six whole years, well beyond the statute of limitation, to indict me? And why did the DOJ choose to unseal to the, the indictment on November 1st, 2022, the very same week of the midterm elections? Could this have anything to do with the fact or the fear that once Republicans gain control over Congress and begin to investigate, their cover-up would be in full display? And perhaps the biggest question of all, why am I being indicted for FARA for a ghostwriting an innocuous article 
which I received no payment, let alone from a foreign government. When the mother of all FARA cases, the Biden systemic influence peddling on behalf of foreign government for which they raked millions, goes unpunished. This is in a nutshell why I decided to act the way I did. Because I do not have faith uh, that I would receive a fair trial in a New York court. Let me tell you why. CFC Secretary General Dr. Patrick Ho, who paid Hunter Biden a million dollars for God knows what, was not allowed to mention the word Biden before the jury when he was tried in New York in 2018. Did you hear that? The judges who are communists in the Southern District of New York and other places, D.C. is another area, told this dude he couldn't mention the Biden's name in court when they are the chief perpetrators. But you're not allowed to do that. Otherwise, the judge can just sentence your ass right there. The very same prosecutor who is now after me, Daniel Reichenthal, told the judge at the time that mentioning the name Biden would, quote, add a political dimension to the case. And the judge agreed. Which means that if I'm ever brought before a U.S. court, I would not be allowed to utter the word Brussels or Biden. In the real context of my arrest, me being patient zero of the Biden family investigation would be hidden from the jury. Let it sink in. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. I warned the government about potential risk to the integrity of the 2020 elections, if convicted by a U.S. court, would never be able to vote again in the U.S. elections. Just think about it and ask yourself, who is the real criminal in this story? Thank you for listening. That's in his own words. That's not my opinion. Okay? To show you how crooked these people are, led by Old Testament, and he's Old Testament itself. But the key point in there that he said is why didn't they arrest him in Israel? Let's keep going, family, because remember now, we're talking about the real system of white supremacy and who sits over it. That's why we started with this ADL thing, and now here we go today, right smack in the middle of some intelligent stuff, fine, with Old Testament right in the middle of it again. Check this out, family. So we still on the subject matter. We just have to expand it because we had no other choice. Oh, by the way, J. 
James Crown, the billionaire Old Testament gangster from the Eel State, that that would be Illinois, died in a one-car crash at a racetrack in Colorado. We'll get to that tomorrow. Anybody want to know about criminal behavior and the goings-on in Chicago and how it intermixes with the elite in the city of Chicago should do uh, a real quick investigation of Lester Crown and the Crown family. Old Testament. He was one of Biden's boys. He ended up dead on his birthday. All right. Still talking about the spying situation with the ABL basically taking over for COINTELPRO in the 1960s. And they've been running it ever since, even after they got caught in the early 1990s. Okay, spying on everybody, just like your government is doing today, because now they run the government in total. And Obama was their guy. Remember, family, they called him in the Chicago Tribune. Don't take my word for it. It ain't my opinion. The first Jewish president. Now, that's what they called it. That ain't my opinion. Try this on for size, family. Financial disclosure revealed Jen Psaki was employed by an Israeli spying firm. Tell the family who Jen Psaki is, Bill. Okay. Uh, Jen Psaki. Was that the press re- press uh, person? Bingo, that we just mentioned earlier. With the red the hair. Took her spot. Yes, the red-haired witch. Because that's what she is. Let me read that headline again. Financial disclosures revealed Jen Psaki was employed by an Israeli spying firm. Ashes of Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A. Ashes of Acacia. Dot substat dot com. Here's what they say. Now, you think that's a coincidence? If you believe in coincidences, that's fine. I don't. Here's what they say in the article. In July, the exposure of the Israeli-based NSO group Pegasus spyware shined new light on the scope of the Israeli government's vast spying network. Israel itself licensed the sale of spyware to foreign governments, private enterprises, and criminal organizations alike. This licensing enabled the impact of Pegasus covert surveillance to target journalists, foreign governments, and elected officials. They go on to say 
in total leaks exposing the extent of Pegasus's use disclosed that over 600 government officials from 30 different countries were targets of the Israeli-backed spyware. This revelation shined new light on the scope of the state of Israel's spy network, in particular its operations against political allies, but, but, did, far, but did far from a painting but did far from painting a complete on those operations. In the wake of the Pegasus revelation, the extent of the network of private companies involved in Israeli spying operations has recently been extended into the Biden administration itself. Financial disclosures included in response to a financial disclosure request made to the White House by Chicago-based media outlet, the Electronic Intifada, show that the NSO group is far from the only Israeli-backed spyware company with connections to foreign governments. A public financial disclosure report contained in the documents unearthed by the media outlet uncovered a record of White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki's previous employment with another suspect Israeli spying enterprise, Anyvision Interactive Technologies. The Israeli company produces multitudes of spyware technology, including biometric facial recognition software, which can be easily installed in surveillance cameras that weren't previously designed to deploy the program. According to the financial disclosure, Saki was employed by Anyvision as a crisis communications consultant following her departure from the White House from her position as communications director, which she began in 2015, that concluded at the end of the Obama administration in January 2017. Shortly thereafter, Saki began working at CNN as a political commentator in February 2017, among other consulting positions, including her work with Anyvision, included in the aforementioned public financial disclosure report. Quite ironically, Saki's work with Anyvision chronicled in the report follows another consulting role she held with the Center for Humane Technology. Although the report offers no definitive time frame to clarify the duration of Saki's consultancy, the context of her role does offer some degree of insight. In 2019, Anyvision came under scrutiny when it was revealed that the company was supplying the Israeli military with this facial recognition software for deployment as part of, as part of an alleged, alleged mass surveillance in the West Bank to monitor Palestinian residents. They go on to say, this controversy 
also revealed any vision's close ties to the Israeli government, particularly its military and intelligence sectors. The company's president, Amir Kane, formerly headed the security department of the Israeli Ministry of Defense and the company's advisory board was headed by Tamir Pardo, who served as the 11th director of Mossad, that's Israeli intelligence, from January 1st, 2011 to January 5th, 2016, under Prime Minister Netanyahu. From the revelations connecting any vision to pivotal figures who once headed the Israeli intelligence and defense apparatuses, created a public relations nightmare for the company. In response to the outcry made by human rights groups against Inivision, the company attempted to put a positive spin on its conduct by declaring that it only sells its facial recognition software to democratic nations with established human rights records. Inivision also disclosed its company's formal policy not to do business with the Chinese or Russians, as well as forbidding the sale of its software to African governments. This public relations tactic of vilifying the Russian government to absolve any wrongdoing has certainly been deployed by Saki in her role as White House press secretary, though it's unclear if her consultancy work was utilized by any in this particular instance. You're right. Despite the best efforts of whatever crisis communications consultants who were behind crafting that response, they weren't enough to prevent huge divestment from any vision. Microsoft had invested in the company through its venture capital division in 2019. Yet, by 2020, Microsoft divested itself entirely from the Israeli spyware company. The impetus of this decision followed an audit of the of Indivision conducted by another former Obama administration official, former Attorney General Eric Holder. Holder's law firm, Covington and Burling, conducted the audit and concluded that any vision spy pro spyware programs were a crucial component of the surveillance technology used at border crossing checkpoints between Palestinians and Israeli territories. Though the Holder-led firm's audit dismissed any use of the technology in any large-scale mass surveillance program, its ties to the Mossad make it difficult to gauge the viability of that founder. No, it doesn't. What it just showed you was Eric Holder is as white as Joe Biden and Obama. So he did the bidding 
of Israeli intelligence. That's what he did. They say, though the tenure of Saki's consulting work with Indivision was limited to a short duration based on the small sum of $5,000 in compensation that she received, this financial disclosure highlights the tremendous influence of the Israeli government's spying network. That influence has permeated into governments across the world, mass media corporations, and multinational technology companies through investment and employment of the individuals who have served as advisors to companies involved in its networks. As the revelations regarding the NSO group and Anyvision Interactive Technology show, the scale of this influence is far from being completely uncovered. As far as Saki's involvement is concerned, perhaps her work with Anyvision was what got her tapped for the role of the White House press secretary to begin with. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? Y'all get it? They're basically saying she was an Israeli intelligence operative. Y'all thought the spying was done once the ADL got caught spying in the 90s? No. Like any vision, they just closed down that shop and opened up another one because the NSO group is directly connected to Unit 8200, okay, where they set up venture capital front technology firms to do their bidding, particularly they grow, like sales Zuckerberg and Facebook, or uh, Bill Gates with Microsoft. Y'all understand now? I know y'all get it now, Mister Bear, because we going back. And finish up with the ADL I'm just letting you know That the spying network May have changed its name His motives have remained the same And they got much more power now Than they had before Now Watch this family Let's go back for a second to Dr. Gall Luff. Okay? And I think y'all will find this quite interesting. Okay? Now, this is from Great Game India. GreatGameIndia.com who is Gal Luck, the retired Israeli lieutenant colonel who can bring down the Biden administration? See, now you already know that a few days after making that video, they got him again and locked him up, and they threatening to give him 100 years in prison. 
So they're talking about locking him up and throwing away the key. Absolutely. On bogus charges. And they know they bogus. It's the same thing with Trump. They know all the charges against Orange Man are bogus, but they just want to put out the misinformation out there, right, to make people dislike this man because, for the most part, whether you like him or not, he tell you what he gonna do, and he do it. As opposed to these reparations people, who everything they tell you they gonna do, they don't. Let's go to this article again. I think you'll find this interesting. They say on February sixteenth, Doctor Gal Luck, a retired lieutenant colonel of the Israeli Defense Forces was apprehended at the airport in Cyprus just as he was preparing to board a flight back to his home country. A mere three days following his arrest, Luff made an astonishing revelation via his Twitter account. In his tweet, he proclaimed, quote, I've been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the U.S. The U.S. is claiming I am an arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. The DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden. Shall I name names? Lust depiction of the charges brought against him uh, holds true. Additionally, he stands accused of deceiving the FBI and breaching the regulations of the Foreign Agency Registration Act, or FARA. Should he be found guilty of of the offenses stated in the arrest warrant, he could potentially be sentenced to a maximum of 96 years of imprisonment. Clearly, the offenses with which he is charged, hold great gravity and demand thorough scrutiny. If he's found culpable, he should face appropriate sanctions in accordance with the legal framework of the United States. However, prior to the commencement of Lust's extradition process, his claim must also be subject to investigation. Lust's tenure in the Israeli Defense Forces spanned a period of 15 years, during which he concluded his active duty after fulfilling the role of an artillery battalion commander. Subsequently, he relocated to Washington to pursue studies at the prestigious Johns Hopkins School for Advanced International Studies. Y'all know John Hopkins is uh, was directly involved in creating the fake pandemic. That was one of the places where they held the exercises, okay? Uh, they say there he successfully earned a Ph.D. in the field of international security under the extreme guidance of Professor Elliot Cohen. Under the completion of his studies in the early 2000s, Luff embarked on establishing a think tank 
known as the Institute for Analysis of Global Security. The primary focus of this organization was to foster the advancement and advocacy for substituting conventional fossil fuels, including oil, with sustainable and eco-friendly alternatives. Remarkably, the uh, uh, Institute for Analysis of Global Security, or IAGS, served as a rare platform that unified environmentalists on the progressive side, concerned about climate change, and security-minded individuals on the conservative side, concerned about the United States' reliance on oil producers in the Middle East. Notably, IAG's board of directors was led by prominent figures such as Jim Woolsey, a former CIA director during Bill Clinton's presidency, and Robert McFarland, a former national security advisor during Ronald Reagan's administration. And some of you may remember Robert McFarland almost having a nervous breakdown during Iran-Contra. He ain't got enough. Okay? Uh, they say Luff's engagement with the IAGs extended beyond the borders of the United States, encompassing collaborative efforts in numerous countries. They say in 2014, the China, China Energy Fund Committee, which is the CEFC, was officially registered as a 501c3 not-for-profit organization based in Virginia which meant that it was set up here, right? The China Energy Fund Committee, CEFC. It has a 501c3. The question should automatically pop up in your head. Why didn't it go through the United Nations and become an NGO where it wouldn't necessarily be subject to this kind of scrutiny? Okay, as a 501c3, okay, based in Virginia, headquarters at the CIA. They say it functioned as the philanthropic branch of the Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC China. As detailed in the New York Times article from 2018 that profiles CEFC China, the founder and chairman of the conglomerate, Yi Jiming, had made securing access to internet influential circles in Washington a key objective. CEFC USA seemingly operated as a nonprofit lobbying entity to establish connections with high-ranking U.S. officials and bring them into the company's sphere of influence. According to the aforementioned Times report, CEFC USA made notable contributions, such as a sum of up to $100,000 to the Clinton Foundation and at least $500,000 to Columbia University Research Center. Additionally, it provided a financial grant of 350000 
to IAGS. Lust associates have attested that during this period, the U.S. Department of Energy engaged CESC USA for a project focused on clean coal technology. According to individuals closely associated with LUST, between 2015 and 18, he collaborated extensively with CESC USA, organizing conferences across the United States, Hong Kong, and China. Throughout this time, LUST forged strong personal connections with several high-ranking officials within the organization. Concurrently, CESC China began an ardent pursuit of establishing ties with the Biden family, as reported by the New York Times. Yi and his deputy, this is important, family, his deputy is a guy named Patrick Ho, Okay, so Yi and his deputy, Patrick Ho, commenced their efforts to establish connections with the Bidens in 2015 during Joe Biden's tenure as vice president. An aide to Mr. Yi met the vice president's son, Hunter Biden, in Washington. Mr. Yi then met privately with Hunter Biden at a hotel in Miami in May of 2017. Mr. Yi proposed a partnership to invest in American infrastructure and energy deals, according to the New York Times. Even back then, it was clear that CESC was strongly linked to both the Chinese regime and the Chinese military intelligence complex. As the New York Times noted, CESC, quote, hired a large number of former Chinese military officers. Yi was deputy secretary of a Chinese military organization from 2003 to 2005 that congressional researchers called a front for the People's Liberation Army Unit that has dual roles of intelligence collection and conducting People's Republic of China propaganda. In September 2020, just prior to the U.S. presidential election, the New York Post broke a a significant story concerning Hunter Biden's neglected laptop which had been left behind at a computer repair store in Delaware. This laptop unveiled a complex network of international influence peddling activities involving the Biden family. The extensive documented connections between the family and CESC were abundantly evident. According to the laptop's records, the Biden family initiated their relationship with CESC in 2015. In May 2017, in collaboration with American financier Tony Bobolinsky, the Bidens established Cinehawk Holdings as a vehicle for their partnership with CESC. 
A financial agreement was reached whereby CESC pledged to provide $5 million to Centerhawk and gifted an additional $5 million directly to the Biden family. Now, some of you probably remember, family, this is when Tony Bobulinski ended up on Hunter Biden's program later on in, uh, in 20, uh, later on, where he pointed out that Hunter Biden had basically welched on their deal and was going to keep the $5 million all for himself. And he had the documentation to prove everything he said. Now, watch this, family. The special uh, prosecutor, a special counsel, uh, Weiss, looking into the Hunter Biden financial dealings, never called Baba, Baba Louie, that's what I call him, never called Baba Louie to testify. And he was the first one to come forward and blow the whistle on Tucker Carlson's program. Okay? Now, of course, uh, the courts came out within days of that interview and started hollering and screaming at people that he never had any conversations about his son's business dealings. Now, they got laundry bags full of evidence, tapes, recordings with the old man sitting there while Tyrone Biggins is doing his crack deals because ultimately that's what uh, Tyrone Biggins' money is going toward, okay? Uh, as evidence, I say the White House should now be called, and this is not unique. didn't start with me. This actually started with Ivana Cantaco from Black Liberation Radio uh, 20-some years ago. He called the White House based on them basically running the whole drug uh, operation into this country, okay? Uh, and that was around the time of Freeway Ricky Ross. He called the White House the crack house. So I know he's tripping now, as he can see now, that they are finding uh, bags of cocaine, crack, in the White House. Okay. All they got to do now is look for the peanut butter. <laughs> What's the peanut butter for? Uh, Cause that's that's kind of old biggest biggest thing: peanut butter and crack. Oh. Okay. Peanut butter and crack. Mm. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube <laughs> and pull up. Tyrone Biggums. And then you tell me <laughs> if that ain't Hunter Biden. His whole world revolves around one thing and one thing only. The apprehension and confiscation of as much crack as he can get. Because he's being protected by the big guy. Who's being protected by bigger guys, but okay. they all sleeve balls. Anytime you get kicked out of a sex club, and the uh, the creator of that sex club calls you a sleeve ball, 
You know he filthy. Okay? They say, during an interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson, Bob Alinsky, a former naval officer, revealed how the Biden family involved him in their dealings with CESC. While Bob Alinsky harbored concerns about CESC's ties to the Chinese government, the Bidens appeared less apprehensive as they believed that by concealing their connections with CESC through corporate entities, they could maintain plausible deniability regarding their awareness of the company's activities that might pose national security concerns. Okay? Now, you got to understand, family, when the House of Representatives comes out and the head of that committee points out that they created over 20 shell companies to hide the money that they were getting from all these different countries, from Russia to Ukraine. They've taken money hand over fist. Okay? And, of course, uh, uh, Eric, the dickhead holder, excuse me, family, but that's exactly what he is. Right? It's continuing to cover up. The courts and Tyrone Biggums go down. Obama and the Clintons are right behind them. Because they was right there while he was doing all this stuff. Okay? Now, they say CESC's operations within the United States abruptly concluded towards the end of 2017. As Bob disclosed to Carlson in July that year, CESC's executive director, Zhang Zhu, happened to be in Moscow at the same time that Chinese President Xi Jinping was meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin at the Kremlin. During this visit, Russia's state-owned oil company Rothneft leaked information indicating that CEFC had agreed to acquire a 14% stake in Rothneft for a staggering sum of $9 billion. It's noteworthy that Rothneft was subject to U.S. sanctions at the time. Soon after Zhang's visit to the United States was swiftly revoked, Although uh, soon after, Zhang's visit to the United States was swiftly revoked. Although CEFC was expected to transfer its funds to Cinehawk, the payments failed to materialize. Now, family, this is, this is when uh, the information comes out with Hunter basically threatening this dude to send the cash because I got my daddy sitting right here, right next to me, all right, and we running out of patience with you. So send us the cash. According to Bob Alinsky's account to Carlson in October 2017, he inquired with, with Hunter Biden about whether the Bidens had started to bypass their arrangement with Bob Alinsky and if Hunter was engaged 
in a parallel dis- discussion with the Chinese firm. In response, Hunter Biden stated that Yi had engaged his services as a personal attorney. In November 2017, Patrick Ho, Yi's deputy, was apprehended by federal agents on charges of corruption. Remarkably, the first person he contacted after his arrest was Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Published last year, the Washington Post revealed that while the Centerhawk deal did not progress, the Bidens received $4.8 million from CNEC over a period of 14 months, commencing in August 2017. The Post detailed during the summer of 2017, Hunter Biden received a request from Yee that hinted at potential future troubles for CEFC. He conveyed concerns that a prominent associate of CEFC, Patrick Hole, might be under investigation by the U.S. law enforcement and sought Hunter Biden's assistance. Hunter Biden acknowledged to the New Yorker that he agreed to represent Hole, saying that he was indeed the subject of scrutiny by law enforcement. And see, I think this was an accident on uh, Tyrone Biggum's part. I think when uh, when he was asked if he would represent Ho, the first thing come to Ho, Hunter Biden's mind is Ho. All right, because remember, he really pimping. He's trafficking mm-hmm. in prostitutes. So when Hunter Biden is a crackhead, you got to think like a crackhead. When they when he's told that he's going to represent Ho, he say how many? <laughs> now, funny. Go ahead, Bear. No, I just said funny. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, this brings us back to Luff's involvement. Okay, mm-hmm. the dude that just got arrested. Okay. This in March 2019, Luff and his legal representative, Robert Henock, convened with FBI officials and Department of Justice personnel in Brussels. According to a source connected to Luff, he shared information that had been disclosed to him by CEFC officials during his tenure with them. Henock stated, quote, Dr. Luff learned explosive information that someone was selling sealed U.S. law enforcement information to Chinese individuals. Now, Orange Man keeps talking about all of the Chinese documents that were being looked at in Chinatown. With with Pulaski. With Hunter Biden. Oh. Joe Biden would get the documents. He would steal them. Mm-hmm. And then because he has the policy decisions that are going to be made, he has direct access to U.S. government policy that he can now use to make cheddar 
right? So now, now you understand why they had to hurry up and get this information out from under Joe Biden, the corpse, so they can devise this fake uh, nuclear weapons espionage nonsense because they already knew that Joe Biden got secret documents all over the damn place in his garage, uh, at his alma mater, uh, and, and Hunter Biden has access to the house. He gets the documents so he can go and talk to the Chinese and the Ukrainians and everybody else that he's getting paid from because he knows what the policies are going to be. So they stage the fake, even though Orange Man is already talking with the uh, archives people, and the FBI has already come to the house and said, okay, it looks good here, but just make sure you put another lock on the door. He put another lock on the door, and within weeks they come and bust the door down. They raided my lago because they got to be able to shield the corpse and all of the documents that he got illegally. And if you notice, you ain't heard a word about them. And the Mar-a-Lago thing is blowing up in their face all over the place because they had no case to begin with. Let's keep going. Individuals close to Luck assert that during his media meeting with federal officials in Brussels, he disclosed that a former high-ranking FBI or DOJ official referred to as one-eye has struck a deal with the Biden family. In this arrangement, one eye purportedly agreed to receive payment in exchange for transferring classified information. Did you get to hear me, family? He's transferring classified information to a member of the Biden family who then passed it on to ye. So he's working directly with the FBI to get classified information to give to Tyrone Biggums so he can get the cash to continue to feed his crack addiction. Lust Associates claimed that the information relayed to ye included the revelation of the FBI's investigation into ye and CEFC, which plans to apprehend ye. According to Lust Associates, when federal agents arrived at Yee's residence in New York for an interview following Hole's arrest, they discovered that Yee had already departed from the United States, returning to China, leaving Hole to shoulder the blame as the scapegoat. <clears throat> So they went to Yee's apartment in New York, family, and found out that Yee gone. But they got Ho. All right? And Ho been in the joint ever since. Okay? Now, keep in mind, family, 
Ye and Ho is working directly with Tyrone Bigham. Oh, man. <laughs> they say uh, Luff Associates alleged that Luff informed the federal investigators that Ye had managed to evade arrest due to being tipped off by the Bidens. All right? And keep in mind, they didn't tip off Ho because Hunter and his crack-addicted state still seeing booty. He's thinking they're going to arrest some hoes. They say approximately six weeks after Luff's encounter with the federal agents in Brussels, Biden officially declared his candidacy for the presidency. In December 2019, the FBI obtained a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. The authenticity of the laptop's content was subsequently verified by Bob Alinsky in October 2020. Luff's associates contend that despite assurances from the investigators, Regarding the intention to pursue his allegations, Luff never received any further communication from them. During the congressional campaign in 2022, the Republican Party made a commitment to investigate the allegations surrounding Biden and his family that stemmed from Hunter Biden's laptop. On November 1, 2022, an arrest warrant against Luff was issued by the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, and I ain't got to tell you how many times we've already said, as well as others, that the uh, Southern District of New York is a cesspool. They say, Henoch, this is uh, 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 the attorney, elaborate, this is a lust attorney. Henoch elaborates, quote, the timing is critical. Dr. Luff gave information about corruption at the highest levels of the U.S. government in 2019. Nothing happened. Instead, four years later, the government issued a warrant for Luff's arrest. It's clear Dr. Luff is being punished for the information that he gave to the DOJ, as opposed to the DOJ investigating the information Luff provided. Dr. Luff is a whistleblower, and he's being punished for it. They said Representative James Comer, who serves as the chairman of the House Oversight Committee responsible for probing the allegations arising from the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, referred to Luff as the straw that broke the camel's back. During an interview with Maria Bartiromo on March the 2nd, Comer revealed that following news of Luff's arrest, quote, We've had three individuals involved in questionable questionable business dealing with Hunter Biden reach out to my committee staff. Comer further remarked that, quote, I think that people see the heavy-handedness of the Biden. Either you're getting picked up by the DOJ or you're getting a letter from Hunter Biden's personal attorney trying to intimidate you. One of the aspects of Luff's arrest that raises questions and bolsters his claim that his arrest and extradition requests are politically motivated 
is the fact that he was apprehended in Cyprus just as he was preparing to return to Israel. Despite the existence of a cooperative agreement and relationship between the government and the Israeli Ministry of Justice and State Prosecution, the arrest warrant was not communicated to Israel. Consequently, Israeli officials could have apprehended and investigated Lust at any given time. As per Hina and other sources closely associated with Lust following his arrest, U.S. Ambassador to, uh, to Cyprus, Julie Fisher, has engaged in two meetings with Cyprus's defense minister, as well as with the Cypriot foreign minister and president. Hina, uh, uh, the Jews' attorney, holds the belief that Fisher is exerting pressure on the Cypriot government and judiciary to prevent Luff's release on bail. Approximately two weeks ago, a Cypriot judge granted Luff bail. However, during the process of arranging the payment, the U.S. Embassy filed an appeal for another hearing in early April. Senator Tammy Duckworth, she's right here from Illinois. She has no legs, right? And she's a slime ball, okay? If she had legs, she would still be a slime ball. She held a meeting this week with the Cypriot ambassador to Washington. Despite Hinoch's notification to the U.S. Embassy that Luff has secured legal representation and should not be subjected to questioning without Hinoch's presence, Hinoch alleges that embassy officials made to interrogate Luff. Undeniably, the charges levied against Luff are grave and necessitate thorough investigation. Hinoch has already consented to Luff being examined by Israeli or U.S. authorities within Israel. From the circumstances surrounding Luff's arrest, two significant implications emerge. First, Comer informed Maria Bartiromo that his committee had prior knowledge of Luff and had intended to conduct an inquiry with him. Should Luff be extradited, he would be beyond the reach congressional investigators. However, if he's transferred to Israel while the extradition request is being adjudicated, it would enable him to testify remotely before Comer's committee. Secondly, Similar to the concerns of congressional investigators, the Israeli government should also harbor apprehensions regarding Luff's arrest in Cyprus. Naturally, Israel should actively pursue a comprehensive investigation into the charges leveled against its citizens. However, the government also bears the responsibility to safeguard Luff as an Israeli national and former high-ranking Israeli Defense Forces officer, ensuring that the arrest warrant is not politically motivated. 
To address this concern, Israel should request Cyprus to withdraw from the situation and transfer Luck to Israel for the purpose of investigating both the alleged crimes he's charged with and the U.S. extradition request. Now, family, here come Israel at the clear blue sky requesting that luck be handed over to them. Okay? In lieu of being extradited to the U.S. based on the Israeli injustice system and how they view the indictment Tim, the charges against Luff, okay? Because they could say, no way, Jose, all right? And there's really nothing that the U.S. government can do but sweat bullets because that would free him up to give the money, right, through Zoom, to the House Oversight Committee and put his documentation on the table. So the key to all this now becomes is Netanyahu still Orange Man's buddy? Because the Bidens have been working extensively to remove Netanyahu. Okay? They don't want him there. He don't fit their plan. So, as Kanye would say, Net and Yahoo now becomes a key ingredient in the mix in all of this. Okay? Uh, you just got to say, wow. And this is all flying up under the radar of the mainstream media. But this is not the first time, as you are well aware now, of this very important stuff hiding beneath the radar. Okay? Now, how much time we got left there? Mr. Bev, you still with me? Okay. I'm, I'm here. Gonna, I'm, gonna... I'm trying. I was muted. I kept trying to get my unmute. Oh, we got very little time. Ten minutes. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and get your information out there. <clears throat> okay. We in ten minutes. We go into the telephone. The number is three two three. Six four two one five eight six. Push to number one if you have a question or a comment. And Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe page, so do send him a donation uh, for him taking the time, the energy to give us this knowledge that we're not getting from the mainstream media. Oh, you ain't getting none of this. Oh, I nope. guarantee you ain't getting none of this. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But let let me let me steal a oh my god. Let me steal a uh Well, let me go forward and then I'll go back tomorrow. Uh when we when we last at the last uh session family, we stopped with this article. The Anti-Defamation League, Civil Rights, and Wrongs. Okay? We're going to go back to that article now that we've laid all that stuff on the table with Jen Psaki working for Israeli intelligence companies, right? And all this other stuff that seems to be directly connected to Israeli intelligence. But again, this is nothing new. It's been going on for a minute. So now, recall, family, we went to the ugly truth about the ADL, right? And uh, we went and looked historically at the founding of the ADL. Uh, And as we're going to get to tomorrow, I'm not sure if we're going to finish up because we got to get to the black stuff. But this stuff, see, this this session wouldn't have been the same had I not added this stuff with the Bidens and the stuff I just got through dealing with mm-hmm. to show you that these people are still very much in charge of the whole spying thing to this day, which is why you see uh, so much media representation of Old Testament, right? When it comes to the Biden, they created the whole communist nonsense, all right? And now here they are again in full force because what they're trying to implement is really not communism, okay? Uh, Communism was straight, strong-armed gangsterism. What they're attempting to put in place today is far beyond communism. Even the technocracy, which is would be more accurate in terms of describing what these people are trying to drop down here. And they're going 150 miles an hour as if they don't give a damn what you're going to do. They put their program in place, spite of being told that every damn thing that they're trying to do is unconstitutional, up to and including, and keep your ears open because you're going to hear this, that in order for them to put in place a central bank digital currency, they're going to have to go to the Constitution. <laughs> is that, because is that why that they're, the new um, law students that's coming out of class now have to uh, know and learn about constitutional law. I'm not familiar with that, Bill. Mm-hmm. I do know that certain entities in the U.S. government have been tasked with uh, the printing of the currency. And all anybody has to do is object. Because you see, they got to do it through ignorance and strong arming because they don't have the votes 
you would have to have a constitutional convention. Same goes for the Supreme Court. If you're going to change the Supreme Court, the only way you can do it, if you want to add other uh, justices, is through a constitutional convention. Okay? In order for that to happen, you have to have a certain percentage of both parties and pad for fireworks and extreme danger because once you have that convention, they could change damn near the whole Constitution. Okay, family? That's how deep this is. So people don't want to have no constitutional convention because it's, it's too dangerous. In a word, it would fit right up the alley of people who are anti-Constitution. And that's why you hear them talking this crazy stuff about they want to put some more Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court because they don't get their way in every uh, decision that comes out of the Supreme Court. As long as they was getting their way, right, unconstitutional mandate, like Roe versus Wade, totally unconstitutional. All right? As long as they get their way, they good. And minute something don't go their way, oh, they want to tear down. All right? But again, you need to know who's behind it. And that's why it's important to understand that what we're dealing with, and I believe that's why uh, the Supreme Court decision came down dealing with affirmative action. Okay? Because they want black people who've been screaming and, and crying for since the nineteen late nineteen seventies about white women and Hispanics and everybody else taking advantage of so called uh, uh, minority status. Because as soon as black people got it, within a few years, here come the white women. Well, we minorities too. <laughs> and then here come everybody else And when you look up Your ass been pushed Not to the back of the bus <laughs> But off of it Off of it, right You see So And, and, and now And now yeah. here come the L, LGBT And the, uh, the uh, Foreigners Yeah The illegals Oh yeah Oh, they're minorities. Yeah. Okay. The Asians are minorities. Can you, can you fathom Asians being a minority on this planet? When did that happen? And look at, again, Bear, extremely important. Look at where it comes out of Harvard. 
there ain't nobody nowhere. I'm, I feel safe in saying this. Ain't nobody that the average person that listens to this program is going to turn to any other radio program and hear about Harvard and how dangerous that boo-boo hole really is. From the whole beginning of the Baphomet, right, to the takedown of Russia with the Harvard boys, to Barack Obama, to all the dysfunctional Negro leaders that they are creating to give to us. There's nothing, I shouldn't say nothing, but there's a, there's a very small number of organizations, as far as I'm concerned, that's as dangerous to black people as Harvard. And you thinking, because of what they told you, that it's a, a citadel of virtue when it's actually a temple of vice. Let's close with this, family, going back to that document that we left off on last week. And I'm going to go forward here only to go back tomorrow. They say here, B'nai Brith, ADA's parent organization, uh, after one of its mem- uh, its leaders was fired as executive secretary of the International Council of B'nai Brith in 1970, he lamented that B'nai Brith uh, has become an international organization engaged in other things besides charitable, religious, and educational activities. It is no longer nonprofit. It engages in international, political, and more often than not, does the bidding of the government of Israel. Its leaders make frequent trips to Israel for indoctrination and instruction. I have tried to prevent this change. I have resisted attempts by Israeli Zionists to dictate the neighborhood policy among the documents attacked attached to the Joptis affidavit was a letter from ADL National Director Benjamin F. Benjamin R. Epstein to Joptis. And here's what it says. As you know, the Anti-Defamation League for many years has maintained a very important confidential investigative coverage of Arab, Arab activities and propaganda. Our information, in addition to being essential for our own operations, has been of great value and service to both the U.S. State Department and the Israeli government. All data have been made available to both countries with full knowledge of each that we were the source. This is the ADL working with the government in the United States and Israel. They're going to say, in November 1983, the ADL circulated a secret list of campus groups and of academics involved in Middle East studies, stamped confidential. The blacklist 
was accompanied by a letter from ADL New England director Leonard Zakin denouncing their contribution to the, quote, alarming increase in anti-Semitic incidents and anti-Israel propaganda. Okay? Now, we're going to get into Saul justice tomorrow, family. But I just wanted to let, just give you, again, an idea of how extensive and expansive this thing that we know as the ADL has become. Okay? It is not what you think by a long shot. But as you can see, it doesn't exist in a vacuum in terms of its propensity to spy on other countries and send that information, particularly today, using technology back to Israel. So it's extremely interesting that Luft, who has been locked up by Biden, right, his his biggest play in terms of getting off with what they're trying to charge him with is going to be if Israel can extradite him there where he can testify okay, and put up his documentation against the Biden. I think if that happens, Joe Biden will be gone before he testifies if he goes to Israel. He's going to be gone. Because one thing that the U.S. Uh, has not done because I don't think it's capable of, nor does it want to get caught doing it. The CIA will go all over the planet killing people anywhere except Israel. Check it out, family. You just had the spring offensive by Ukraine, alleged spring offensive. You know what the spring offensive really was? Do you what? know what it was there? No. The spring offensive was the CIA and British intelligence getting to uh, Russia's war hero who was whooping Ukraine's ass to turn him to do a so-called coup against Putin. Oh, yeah. That was the offensive. I want the family to understand this. The offenses was never going to take place on the ground in terms of uh, Zelensky and Ukraine getting some kind of foothold militarily against Putin. Their ace in the hole was to use, I can't pronounce that dude's name, okay? That was their spring offensive. And if you notice, as soon as he got caught, the U.S. government immediately, and there's information that came out uh, either yesterday or today about the CIA's involvement in the attempted overthrow or coup d'etat of Putin. Mm. Now, you got you to gotta run that around in your head, family, because we know the very same people 
in fact, engaged in a coup d'etat in 2020 in this country. Right. Ain't nobody on this planet engaged in as many overthrows of other people's governments as your CIA. You can go to some KGB and Chinese intelligence or Korean intelligence or whatever you want. Nobody has killed more government leaders in other countries than the United States of America by way of its CIA, including their own. Kennedy wasn't the first, and Trump is not going to be the last if these people are allowed to stay in place, okay? And at every turn, family, even in looking at the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, when we look behind the scenes, as the ugly truth about the ADL uh, talks about in that little book, we find the real face of white supremacy and it's no coincidence that Lincoln's claim to fame is freeing the slaves because he had become blackface. <laughs> and they got rid of him just like they're going to get rid of black folks' asses, right? If we ain't careful, keep your eye on Africa, family. With that, Sister Bear, we can take some questions or comments. And let me invite the family again before you go there, Bear. Okay. Out this Sunday from 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, at 357 East or was it 327? Wait, I wrote it. I'm sorry, Bear? No, I, I said I had it's 357 East 59th okay. Street. East 79th. Oh, 79th. Okay. Yes. The King Solomon's Mine from 2 to 5 p.m. Where we're going to attempt to do as good a job as Tutmos does with uh, his analysis on AI. How mm-hmm. it's a little different. Uh, it's called AI Thought You Was Me. Thought is T O T H. That ought to give you a hint of where we going here. <laughs> Ain't that what they call them women? A thought? Uh, yeah, I've heard the term being used, uh, but you know, that, that I forget what it was. Somebody told me what it meant because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess it's like the women's like uh, Carly B and them, a loose woman or something like that. Yeah, just call them hoes. Everybody can understand oh, that. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that way ain't nobody got to put on no thinking cap to try to figure out what T-O-T-H or T-O-H-T or whatever the hell. Right. Uh, everybody know what a hoe is. And that's got nothing to do with sex. It has everything to do with your foundation and your principles. You ain't got none, you a hoe. Because you're capable of anything. All right, we're going to the phone line, and the first line reopening is 413-222. That hole over there. 
<laughs> so it was, uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Eight oh four nine three three. Eight oh four. Area code eight oh four. You went to sleep on us. Okay. Four oh four four five three. Oh 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 you Sasa. <laughs> Better love. Is this brother where? Yes. Hey, it's a plan. Hey man. Uh, hey, uh it's amazing, bro. it's just shit amazing, all this stuff going on, man, but uh what they, what they call people that always get on online and try to uh, get people to do something? What they call them? Influencers. No, hell no. Last time I checked, that's some tough kind of disease when we had to go to the doctor. Influ- influenza. I don't want none of that shit. Okay? So y'all got to check yeah. these words. And, 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 uh, and a lot of black people got, what, they, what that powder they got, uh, a little bit of powder, a kill your ass, what they call that? Anthrax? No, nah, man. The little powder oh, that killing folks to them. What they got out now? What they from China? You talking about that? What they use them? We yeah, don't know what, what they you, call that. What they call that? Come on, Yeah, that's what a lot of niggas got, man. A lot of niggas got down south. What we got? What niggas finna talk? Talking about finna tell y'all, right? A lot of niggas will kill you when they talk finna tell y'all. That's what that shit is. Finna tell y'all. But that's now y'all so a lot of love. people got that. Fit to tell y'all, man. Fit to tell y'all. You got it. Everybody got that shit, man. Come on, man. You take this white folks holiday. Y'all take them holidays and then your mind gets fucked up, man. Celebrating the 4th of July, man. But, uh, 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 but, uh, uh celebrating the 4th of July, man. Come on, y'all. I, that's why I like old Eddie. Eddie don't take no damn day off, no holiday. That's why I love Eddie, man. Number eight, you do not take the white folks holiday off. But uh, oh, okay. Well, a lot I of a, a lot of black people, they just use the holiday to get together for the family and stuff. It's still what they we gotta have the information out, man. All this old buck nasty shit. Now that's wrong with the niggas, like you just said, uh, uh robotic. They try yeah. to eliminate why niggas partying, bullshitting, and buck dancing, man. We at fucking wall. Ain't no time for no goddamn buck dancing and shit, man. All this damn electric slide and all this shit. That, them days is over, man. Y'all is talking practice, okay? And what killed me is all them niggas in Philly do all that big talk. Some of them come on this show. All them kill concrete. But some cross-dressing niggas walk down the hood, buses, nobody got nothing, man. Not even they killed one dude with a traffic cone, man. Okay, nobody got nothing, and I'm sick of Negroes. At least let somebody walk up through the hood, busting. Nobody do shit, man. Ain't that okay, but get, but get on these radio shows and bump their damn mouth like they kill concrete. And do walk in the church, nobody do nothing, man. Okay, yeah. And it's a damn pretty shame, man. Nobody got nothing but talk, man. With this finna tell y'all shit. Okay, so uh. uh and, and, and 
uh, 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 what else I had to tell you about your boy on uh, uh, Voice of the Negro with this uh, 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 crucial cathedral or critical thought? Okay. Is that what he's called? Right? You know what he say, the uh, crucial cathedral or critical thought, man. So when he uh, when he said that he always said that so I said look man now let's get into some thinking and talking okay I asked him I said uh, uh how many thoughts do we have a day okay oh they can't measure your thoughts I even I said your boy Obama said he in the brain mapping your brain you fool you melon I bust him in the head with uh, like a watermelon man. Cause you get it, see, I let people use their own words and pimp slap their own self, man. I say you, you gonna tell me they ain't got no way to measure your thinking, your thought, dude. I say you, I, I like I told y'all, man. You even the damn former FBI director Coleman. What he said? Nothing is private, not even your thought and memory. I say, nigga, you gonna? I say, you going to damn go against the former FBI director? You know more than him, boy? Okay? And then what he do is, see, like he can't hear, man. His hearing go out. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? His hearing go out when somebody disagree with, with it. Yeah. He can't hear. All of a sudden, that shot kicked in his ears and shut up, man. I say, I'm not going to do like Robert Nix. They ain't going to give up on you. I'm going to keep calling in and bust your damn brain. That's what I told him, Uh-oh. man. You lucky he hang up on so, you then. Yes, sir. Are you, 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 are you going to have, I said, I said, I said, you ever heard of something called remote neural monitoring where they can damn tell what you're thinking, bro? Okay, Correct. then I start sending them stuff. I send them stuff, man. See, I don't just be talking. I send information and receipts to, set, to back up what I'm saying, to substantiate what I'm saying. I'm just like you. I, 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 I don't have no opinion, man. Okay, I, I I bring facts and receipts. So I yeah, send him all the information about huh? And you know something? Not only will What's he that? not read it, but he won't even share it with the audience if he does read it. Yeah, but I check it, man. I make sure he said he got it, man. He read it. Because I get on it. And I make him tell everybody else to come in with facts and opinion stuff instead of his opinion crap. Then yep. I asked him another. I asked him about uh, <clears throat> it's time not to be circling the wagons, talking about uh, 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 uh what they call people of color and all that. They, they ain't with us, man. They ain't nobody with us. The only person who say it was with us, right? Then he got mad, man. He got. I, you, I, see, I, I, when I use uh, somebody's words against themselves, they get mad. I say you, you, you all you is about kumbaya, kumbaya. That's what he got real mad, man. I say you just a kumbaya, that kumbaya that got us in trouble. You know what I'm talking about? He now, got mad and hung up, did With all that kumbaya stuff, man. So he got mad and hung up, man. Okay? Uh, that's right. Because I, I get on there, I bust, him, I, I bust that melon every time, man. I say, time I bust that damn watermelon like he's from Georgia somewhere, man. I split, it, I split his head to the white meat, man, every time. I told him that. Well, it ain't like he don't earn it. He's earned it, man. <laughs> You earn it, man, and, and I try to take it easy on him sometimes because he's older than me, he's my damn uh, 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 elder. But I can't help it, man. I can't help it, man. I have to have to do it, man, because I get tired of people 
uh, uh, telling, talking to people that talking stupid shit, man. Yeah. Especially they on the national, they on the national, he on the national damn radio with that foolishness. Okay, then I hear the way he said uh, the Bible and the Koran is mythical, uh, right, right, mythical book. So I did, you said, uh, ipso facto, if the Bible and Koran mythical book, then you, what you think that damn constitution you, you talk about all the time. That's mythical, worse than the Bible and the Koran, nigga. It was done by people who certainly believed in mysticism and practiced it on a consistent basis. Thank you, sir. I be tearing them up, man. I, I, I can't help it, man. I, I, I can tear them up. Every time, I get, every time I get on there, bro, I can say, pull your pants down. I'm going to bust that ass every time, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't doing it, man. Well. Yeah, in between uh, Mike and me and some other people waking up to his shit now, man. Okay? Slowly but surely. We waking them up. I told him about bust him in the head. Now let's get to my man Clarence Thomas, man. Okay, oh, y'all know what everything, man. He ruined, man. Y'all know what happened to Clarence Thomas, man. His mom and granddaddy they ruined him, said he ugly, ain't gonna be nothing. But the main thing ruined Clarence Thomas, you know what? When he tried to go to the prom, get him sister, he wanted some fat back in collard greens from Shaquita. And Shaquita didn't never want to give him none, man. Like Sister Bear, y'all ain't want to give him none. Y'all the one that fucked Clarence Thomas up. Okay? <laughs> That's what my man Randy said, man. I got that for Randy. Okay? Y'all black women didn't give him no collard greens and fat, right? No, he wanted some fat back to collard greens. And none of your sisters wouldn't give none. There you go. That will flip Clarence Thomas, man. There had to be. What, what about uh, Big Feet? Uh, Big Steve Paula. Uh, they want to get no fat back. They want to get no fat back to Colorado from the Georgia Woods, man. Wow. That, just, that was that was ruining, man. He couldn't get none. He wanted wow. some of that. Ooh, he wanted <laughs> some of that. What Bill Carson say? He wanted some of that chocolate pudding. Y'all want to get no chocolate pudding, Sister Bell? Damn. <laughs> Well, if he couldn't get Big Pete Paula, he's a he's a poor poor dude, man. Cause Big Pete Paula, although she didn't wear no shoes, that's probably why he didn't want to go to the prom with her. Yeah, he couldn't get one to go to prom. Now speaking of Harvard, man, I sent y'all something from Harvard about a month ago about uh, you know how when people die, they donate their bodies of science right to the university, right to Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I sent y'all the article where this dude, professor from Harvard, working in the mall, he was selling the body parts, man. They caught his ass, okay? He yeah. was selling the body parts in Harvard, man. They caught him. He got one of them damn Steinstein names and all that. Selling body parts like he's Frankenstein or somebody, Dr. Frankenstein. Selling body parts, man. Uh, well, that stuff is crazy. Yep. Yeah. That's you know, back in the Stanford or MIT or something like that. Today it's Harvard. Yep. And then they caught that one dude from Harvard selling the damn uh, uh, venom over to China. Yep. Don't forget that one. Oh yeah. And this, this stuff fact, is crazy, man. 
Mm-hmm. He created the platform for the whole damn thing. Yes, sir. They call it ass in the airport, man. Walk yep. around with snake venom, man. This, this stuff is crazy. I can't even laugh at it, man. This, I, 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 and these Negroes, they go, they, you right. The ones that doing all the buck dancing and all that finna tell y'all and, and selling out and swirling and, and twerking. I heard somebody went over to Africa to the door no return and was twerking, man. You heard that? Over at the door of no return. We got one thing to look forward to, Brother West, so we ain't out the woods totally yet, but we got one thing to look forward to, and that's President Oh, yeah. He got a song, man. Bev, you surprised that song with him and Prince. About Mr. Man. Say, mm-hmm. we tired of y'all. That's a bad song, man. With Cornel West and uh, Prince. You should find that song, Bill. It's a bad song. Well, we tired of y'all, man. That's the well, right okay. We tired of y'all. That's, that's the name of it. Yeah, it's, the name of it is a letter to Mr. Man. To Mr. Man. That's the name of it. I, 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 I find it. But it's a letter to Mr. Man. Mr. Man. That's the name of it. Okay. It's deep, man. I'm going to listen to it. Okay. Yeah, it's well. deep. It's deep. All right. On the next episode, y'all carry on and, and try to wake these niggas up with all this spinning tears, y'all. Like that dude from Israel, he was telling everything. He was spilling the beans like a clumsy chef. Yeah. Continue. I catch y'all on the next episode. I'm the only one woke. Y'all took the bell. Everybody took the bell out. Not a lot. Yeah, the land of God. You woke them we up, got, by the way. We got a couple of more people on here. I think they woke. <sighs> Right on. Peace and blessings. Next episode. All right. Okay. Better love. Okay, let's go to Mike. Mike, are you still there? Yes, I am. How y'all doing this evening? Great, up, great. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, I was listening to you earlier, Rob. Uh, I happen to have seen a post by India R.E. where she was talking about these twerkers. And yeah. <laughs> Did, did you happen to see it? No, I didn't. She really scalded them. She really, you know, you're really demeaning, disgusting, dragging your womb across a dirty floor. Oh, she 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 wiped their ass up. And, yeah, it's, it's and, basically saying, I'm a hoe. That's what it's and not to, how many times we look up here and say what they're trying to do is turn black women into holes and make it acceptable to them? Yeah. And as you would expect, after she made the comment, after they posted it, the the ignorance poured out like uh, there was no end, you know? Of course. Yeah, it's just disgusting, man. Uh, and... I'm glad she said that's like maybe yeah maybe it'll echo in some other black women who feel the same way she does will get behind her and let her know that that's totally unacceptable because you're basically saying this is what I am a big old ass that's it yeah yeah um she was she was making the remarks behind uh the performance at the Essence Awards, whoever was there, some of these uh, rappers and so forth, and uh, they showed some clips, and they, it was just 
it was just really, just really, just silly. You know, you did. You, that's that's as much as you are. You know, I question for you, Mike. It's, it's it's quite disturbing, man. Go ahead. What is a rapper? Close your eyes and tell me when you hear the word rapper, what comes to your mind? Uh, a candy bar with a wrapper around it. Bingo. It's normally something that you use to put something else in. Right? Yeah, 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 of course. Well, that's what it is. And they use, they use them to put the minds of ignorant people in. Uh, white supremacy in blackface. Yeah. Real disgusting. And uh, this dude, man, you know what, uh, this dude Biden, I, w- I would be very surprised, Rob, with all of the stuff that, because uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff online. I'd be surprised, man, if this dude don't get brought up on charges of treason or espionage. He should be up under the prison before they cut his head off. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just so much shit out here on this dude. It's like this dude didn't even give a damn if he got caught because maybe he figured he wouldn't get caught. He already dead. He's basically just... He's been doing this stuff, Rob. He ain't just started into this criminal activity, you know? That's right. He's been doing it. He's been up there 50 years. Look, he had records, Mike. He had top secret records from when he was a senator. Right, right. He's been up there 50 years, Rob. 50 years. Okay. And then, and, and, and we got people in our community who've been there 30, 40 years. Somebody that is as far removed from reality as Bobby Rush was there for 30 years. Danny Davis is still there. I mean, that says something about the people as much as it says something about them. I mean, you got to be totally uninformed to continue to support that type of person. But then on the other hand, Rob, you know the only people that are interested in running for those kind of offices are people like them. That is correct. You know? And Mike, where's the outlet? Because where's the outlet that black people are supposed to get the information until over the past 20 years with the internet, right? Prior to that, there was no outlet where you could get anything on what these people were doing outside of being familiar with people like myself or yourself, you couldn't get any information. It wasn't available. So the people basically relied on black media, which is nothing more than white supremacy and blackface. Whoever That's the it. media it's just a parrot. Huh? It's just a parrot. That's all. Yeah, that's all it does. It basically does whatever the white media tells it to do. And so, I don't even think at this point that it even has to tell them what to do, Rob. I think they automatically do what they need to do to be in their good graces. They don't have to tell them shit. Yeah, well, it's called advertising. And you can call it whatever you like. They already know where the lines are drawn at. 
Oh, no question about it. Right. But those and, and who for have, us, go ahead. And I was just going to say, and as for us, if, if we don't have some real change in our behavior real soon, it, it, it may not make any difference whether we change or not because it may be too. Were you familiar with the tipping point? Yep. Yeah, the tipping point for those who aren't aware is if you try to balance a pencil on your hand and it gets so far one way where you, you're trying to bring it back but you can't, that's the tipping point where it's just going to go over anyway. And I am yeah. quickly approaching the tipping point because we simply, if you look across this country, we have nothing going on at all. We just walk around like ain't shit going on. It's like ain't nothing. We we just living, and it's much more dangerous than that. We should be uh, we should be busy bees. We should be like ants. Where this shit coming at our ass, and we are in a deep coma. They call it the zombification of America. Yeah, Thank we, you, Mike. We, we really okay, y'all. Have a good one. Hotel, hotel, hotel. Better love. Good comment. Better love. Okay, we gotta go to Tuckmos. Peace. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we hotel, can. Hotel, brother Chuck. What's I thought on, I thought man? you was on that scooter. I thought that was you on that scooter there for a minute, my brother. Man, that was terrible. That was out in Queens and Brooklyn. Man, that's terrible, man. Man, I'm glad that didn't happen in Manhattan. But, man, that's insane. It's total insanity, man. Just driving by on a scooter shooting. He shot, what, killed like a 90-year-old man or something like that. Big kid. And I didn't didn't see a clear picture of the person. Was it a black person? No, they say he was Hispanic, but they immediately came out, which lets you know that he'd been up under their program. They immediately came out and said he had mental challenges. Because you know what I said? If his challenges are that great, who got the guillotine? We're going to relieve him of all his mental challenges. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, man. I always say best thing to do to people that do heinous crimes is put them in general population. Let 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 the people that handle things handle things. You know what I'm saying? But they gonna protect them when they go to jail. But I, my thing is, if you like that that dude who that white boy who shot all the people up in Buffalo, right? You know, general population, bro. General population. You're gonna have to. You're gonna be cleaning a lot of drawers and licking a lot of ass, okay? Forever, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's crazy, man. Um, I saw that. Ask Jeffrey Dahmer how did that work for him? It's been a lot of shootings in New York, but they've been in like areas where you don't see shootings at. You know what I'm saying? Like highly populated areas, areas that's not the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's been, it's been crazy. It's scary. Um, but and these, um, it's, 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 like I was telling, 
Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it's, it's, it's like it's never one or two people now. It's always 15, 20, 20 something people shot. Yeah, everything's a mass shooting. And that's going to happen yep. soon. They're going to they gonna start classifying these shootings. Cause they, have, they don't really classify the, the, the stuff in the hood as mass shootings. You know, they, they kind of classify all that as game-related. You know, but pretty soon they're going to start classifying it as mass shootings. In the face of mass shootings, is going to be who? You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. But like I was telling Bev yesterday, that they don't even have, um, they're making their own guns now. You know, so they, they don't even have, like, guns that they could trace back to Virginia or Maryland or North Carolina or whatever. Now they, they call them ghost guns. Ghost guns, and they buy, yeah. They buy a gun-making kit off the dark web or off of parts off of eBay and, and stuff like that, and they put them together. And, you know, real really, really nice-looking um, guns, kind of big and bulky, but... Yeah, they 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 come up with their own stuff now. So, like this stuff here now. One thing about ghost guns, and they tried to change the law in New York, but the Supreme Court ruled against it. The Supreme Court of New York is they're right. totally legal. You see, because there's no there's no law against you owning your own gun that you made yourself. That's right. You know what I'm saying? The laws against you owning a gun that you purchased from the, you know, something in the database ATF. But this here is you making your own gun, which is totally protected by the Second Amendment. And they Correct. tried to lock a bunch of people up in New York for these ghost guns, and the Supreme Court ruled against it. That's so right. these they, are totally... Huh? they supposed to. Yeah, it's so they can't true. charge... Go ahead. Yeah, they could charge them with a firearm but they can't charge them with that other stuff they was trying to charge them with to make it way worse. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, very it interesting. It ain't the gun, brother. It, it ain't the gun. It's obvious mm-hmm. that it's the gun. Because if it was the gun, white folks' bodies should be all over the damn places. Ain't nobody in this country got more guns than white people. Yeah, yeah. With black people, it's a lot of self-hatred. Yeah, hate hated one another over over stupid stuff over who could get more white people stuff. You know what it's I'm saying? Insane, That's really what it's man. about. It's mental. You know, mhm. And, and also that that one word, man. People get shot for this one word all the time is respect. You know what I'm saying? Yep. People think they they deserve a certain respect. So you just he disrespected me. You know, he was talking about it. It'd be some real simple stuff, man. And if they go on a shoot, you know, and these young kids, they 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 doing it over internet stuff, you know? Like, right. And you can take that yeah. one word and spread it across a variety of genres. Because always come back to that same word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mike was right, man. Uh, I was telling Bev, the awards was just tacky. And um, Indy Irene was talking about Janelle Monet and Meg Thee Stallion. And uh, Janelle Monet is the pansexual. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the one who yeah. came up on, under P. Diddy. And she has such a classy look, excellent actress. But, you know, she she's weirdo. And um, yeah. and now in her, in her part to the song is, he eats the booty like groceries. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's her part to the song. So, you know, I guess she starts twerking when that part comes on. And uh, NDIV called her out and uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Now, Meg Thee Stallion, now, by, by the rules of hip-hop, she's a snitch. He was in the he was in the van with the people. Fight ensued. You got shot. And you went and testified that this, he did it. He shot me. You can't do that. That's against the rules. You you got you you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, if a guy did that, it, it would be yo, you a snitch. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You're supposed to go handle that. You know what I'm saying? That's the rules to the that's the rules to the game, man. You don't do that. So yeah, she can't even. You and huh? I both know. You and I both know the rules only apply when you facing jail time. When jail time yeah, is but, you in the face, mm-hmm. all the rules go out the window for a whole bunch of people, and they talk like their mouth can't close. Yeah, and, they, and then they get classified as a snitch. But see, they're giving her out. Like, I think because she's a woman, I don't know. But either way, maybe not. Because at her concert, as she was twerking all over the place, they said that they had to give the tickets away for free because nobody wanted to go see her. So they gave the tickets to a bunch of um, college students or something. You say she gave a concert and nobody bought tickets? Nobody wanted to see her, yeah, so they went and handed at the Essence Music Festival. So I guess they have now, different shows at different venues. Huh? But what does it tell you? What it tells me is that maybe they maybe they punish her for snitching, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they ain't messing with her, you know? Oh, that was but, what, that? Yeah, yeah, this happened last year. The rapper named Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. and they was hanging out and she ends up getting hit with some fragments of a bullet, and, and he shot the gun, and she went on the stand and testified. So he's facing, he's from Canada, he's facing a huge, heavy um, prison sentence and deportation. And I'm mm-hmm. saying that's against the rules. You don't say nothing, yo. I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what happens, man. You don't know nothing. That's the rules. So she broke the rules, went on stand, testified, did the whole interview with Gail where she lied and said, oh, no, we wasn't sleeping together in the court. You find out it was all over the fact that she was sleeping with her and her best friend was. And, you know, it was just some crazy stuff. Either way, he, um, she now, a year later, can't sell tickets because I think because of she's a snitch. And, you know, but the um, they gave the tickets out for free to a bunch of young people, so they're trying to blame them. For, for all of the the debauchery, yeah. the, the twerking at the point of no return, terrible, tacky. And I don't even believe in the whole uh, we came from Africa story, but who I know the story enough to know I'm not going in and acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what, what is showing your ass in a twerking fashion is going to do to the fact that we were slaves? That's just stupid. So, um, 
uh-huh. how long people have been twerking. I ain't never seen a dance stay around this long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, this is a dance that's been around my whole life, but we used to call it whining. It had a lot of different variations over the years, but yep. calling it twerking, I think uh, it, it hit when the white girl did it. Oh, suddenly, Miley yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. She did it on the awards <laughs> show with her, not, her little boy body and got up there and started twerking. And it, it what it did was it made it cool for white people to do it. So yeah, then it becomes right. the trend. Because no one twerks more than white girls. The whole notion of twerking is you got to have a booty to do it. So the mm-hmm. white girls begin to focus on how can they get a booty, right? Exactly. And if they had one that looked like it was going to stick out, they're going to twerk because it's going to make it look bigger than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they started to trend the buying booties. And, right. Uh, when the white girls started buying booties, and black guys started going crazy for them. You said, oh, a white girl with a booty? So now the black the sisters, to outdo the white girls, they start buying booties. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now it's and then the competition becomes against each other instead of the white girls, and that's where we at now where they trying to outdo each other because I haven't seen a dude yet who said, yo, I want you to go buy a booty. Me? You know this, 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 this is the women, like, this is what they doing for each other. But I'm not going to another. My neighbor did that. She went to Dominican Republic to get a BBL and laid up in a bed with some people that speak Spanish for two weeks before she could fly back home. And this was like some girlfriend that she worked with, mother, who still lived in the Dominican. So she had to drive three hours away from the hospital out into the backwoods of the country and live in a house with no air conditioner in the middle of the Dominican. Like she was pissed off. But you did all of that for that? And then her big behind came back and started eating again. So it went away like real fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I knew myself, y'all think. Oh, now, she couldn't sit down. She couldn't sit down. That love, um, Chuck Moss. Love, Chuck. Hotel. <laughs> Hotel. All right. Well, um, I think uh, that's it for the hands that's raised here. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, thank you, Dr. X, for your time, your energy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And join us again tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Oh, shoot. Drop it on us, man. I'm trying. <laughs> do. They ain't ready for it, but drop it on them anyway. All right. Here we go. Uh, sure. I got to catch it where I can swing, and I can't swing it. Yet. I, it's a lot of woods here, man. That was good, though. Yeah, that's a thing. Preach it, man. This is a hit! Oh, man, the
Let's 
let me tell you what he's doing. He's doing the jack, doing the fly. Don't play him cheap, you know he ain't shy. Doing the monkey, the mad potato. Jump fat jack, potato, alligator. Come here, sister. Hey. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.